Hey, everybody. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Onnit.com. That's O-N-N-I-T. Go there and check out what the fuck we're on. What Onnit is is a total human optimization company. What we aim to do is give you all sorts of groovy options in terms of inspiration through the Onnit Academy link. Go there, click that, and you'll be taking the 224-plus pages of awesomeness, great diet tips, workouts of the day, articles on exercise, physiology, and the science behind nutrition. And we also have uh, an actual Onnit Academy, which is in Austin, Texas. It's a state-of-the-art workout facility filled with awesomeness, world-class instructors on strength and conditioning, and 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Austin, Texas. Uh, we also have uh, amazing supplements, things like New Mood, things like Alpha Brain, uh, a ton of them, all sorts of groovy shit like krill oil, Ooh, total gut health, which I'm all about. I've been taking that every day. Probiotics, ladies and gentlemen, that's what's up. Probiotics, uh, not just in this the form of this. I take probiotics in the form of um, uh, whole foods, like um, things like kimchi. Take that all the time. I drink a lot of kombucha. But gut health, so important, folks. It's like they say that gut health actually affects the way your brain functions and it affects your mood. Uh, we have probiotics and gut health, five strains that are selected for both their acid-resistant qualities as well as their positive influence on your gut, folks. Um, go to onnit.com, click on the total gut health link uh, under supplements, and uh, you'll get all the information you need on that stuff, as well as all the information you need on all the other supplements, Alpha Brain, Shroom Tech, as well as our strength and conditioning equipment and all the other groovy shit that we sell. Go to O-N-N-I-T, use the code word ROGAN, and save 10% off any and all supplements. We're also brought to you by Movement Watches, MVMT, mvmtwatches.com forward slash Rogan is where you want to go. Go there and they will give you 15% off your entire purchase. And mvmtwatches.com, if you do go there, what you will see is watches that look like they should cost a fuckload more than they do. Because what Movement Watches has done is what a lot of savvy companies have done. They've cut out the retail middleman, which saves you a ton of money, but doesn't reduce the quality of the item at all. These are watches that would cost 500 bucks if you got them at a department store. They're beautiful, minimalistic designs. I wear them all the time. They have tons of interchangeable bands and color schemes. Their, their watches look great. They're well-designed. And they're just fucking, they're really high-quality shit. And, again, if you go to mvmtwatches.com forward slash Rogan, they'll save you 15% off your entire purchase, which is already very reasonable priced. Reasonably priced. They start at just $95. Um, the most expensive watch that I have from them, uh, I think, is 140 bucks. I think the one you have, Jamie, is 140 bucks. It's a very nice watch. Uh, Three-quart uh, movement, stainless steel casings. Really high quality stuff. So mvmtwatches.com forward slash Rogan. They will give you 15% off. We are also brought to you by stamps.com. Stamps.com, which is your solution if you want to send things through the mail. If you want to, if you send things through the mail on a regular basis, you know what a huge pain in the ass it is. To go to the post office, to wait in line, all the bullshit that's involved. It sucks. It takes a lot of time. 
Well, Stamps.com has the answer, and it's an answer that's cheaper and more powerful than a postage meter. With Stamps.com, you can buy and print official U.S. postage with a regular computer and print it off with a regular printer, slap it on the package, hand it to the mailman, and you're diggity diggity done. You can join the over 600,000 small businesses that use Stamps.com and never go to the fucking post office again. Do you remember when people used to go postal? What happened? Stamps.com happened. That's what happened. It's over. You don't need it anymore. Um, Go to Stamps.com before you do anything. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in J-R-E. You will get a four-week trial plus a $110 bonus offer, which includes postage and a digital scale. You take that digital scale, you weigh the packages, you print up the postage, you put it on the package, you drop that package off in the mailbox or hand it to the postman, and you're done. It's beautiful. Again, go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in J-R-E. That's stamps.com. Enter J-R-E. All right! My guest today is one of the best comics in the world. Fucking hilarious guy. An awesome guy. A beautiful human being. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Hannibal Burris. Joe Rogan Podcast. Check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day. Joe Rogan Podcast by night. All day. Da, da, da. Hannibal Montana, is that it? Hannibal Montanaville experience. <laughs> the Hannibal Montanaville experience. Can you get sued for that? Is that too, or it's parody, right? Uh, it's Hannibal Montanaville. There's <laughs> bowls at the end but of what it. What is a Montanaville? Montanaville rhymes is rhymes <laughs> with Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> What is Hannah Montana? We'll see. It's the, 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 the show with that uh, cute girl. Yeah, it's on the, Disney. The Cyrus something. girl, right? Yeah, Miley Cyrus. Miley I, I hope they sue me. The Turk could use the bump. <laughs> yeah, they can't win. They can't win. Right? It's parody. Can't you? It's not. It's, yeah. And it's not a mock. It's just because I think it's just a goofy thing. It's not mocking anything. It's not. I'm not using any imagery. I just think those, it's just funny words to me. Even if you were, you know? Yeah. I think you're okay. Whatever happened to that chick? She was going crazy for a while. She uh, remember she was on, grinding on people on she's TV. On the new season of The Voice right now. That just started. She's, last she's night. judging. Oh. Yeah. Is she one of the judges or something? Hmm. She's a talented girl. You ever heard her sing? Super talented. She sang that song Jolene, like that Dolly Parton song. Yeah. I was like, wow. Like if she just sang shit like this, she'd be goddamn gigantic. If she she's just a good sang. Actress too. What are you trying to say? Hmm? Really? Yeah. I think she's a solid actress. What have you seen her in? Her stuff on when she's been on Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. I thought you actually like watched that. Hannah Montana. I, I actually did her. watch a little <laughs> Hannah Montana back in '08, and when I was, I remember watching a couple episodes. I'm like this is all right. But also, my uh, <laughs> I used to be a Dad Fan fan too. So oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's so much. Used to be a Dad Fan fan. <laughs> Dad Fan took too much heat, man. He did. God, man, I, I remember when Dad Fan was on Last Comic Standing because it was season one, and I was one of the judges. Yeah, and he fucking killed. Right, and it didn't seem like there was anything wrong with what he was doing to me. Yeah, but uh, a lot of people got mad at him just for being. I don't know. It was uh, like they just thought he was too, uh, too, too much of a big show. You know, he's too loud, yeah. and I don't know what it was that they got upset with him. Oh, people like what they like. People get angry. People get angry at weird stuff. I know. People just get specifically angry, myself included, but I don't share that for the internet. 
<laughs> just angry amongst my friends and we we talk shit but i don't i don't like to show that right like you get mad if your friend likes a movie that sucked yeah we'll just yeah my, sometimes my friend one, my friend um didn't what was the movie with the uh with the moving shots uh it was the zach galifianakis is in it uh the play Birdman. Birdman. Oh, Zach Galifianakis was in He's Birdman. Like the stage director. Oh, that's right. Of course. Uh, man, my friend Tony. He, we were in Denver. Uh, Tony Trim, my DJ. He uh, had one of them weed patches. We were in Denver for like four days. He had a, a weed patch that you could put on. He got it from dispensary. Uh, and then he got high. <laughs> And then we started to talk about Birdman, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of like Birdman. <laughs> and he went on a 10-minute rant, like, fuck Birdman, the movie's pretentious. And he's just like, man, you, he was like, I like Birdman, but I don't know if I like it as much as you hate it. He went on forever. I he, couldn't believe it. He's kind of got a point. It's kind of pretentious, but, I mean, don't you want that sometimes? Like, yeah. someone to take a chance to make something that's just bizarre. It was a bizarre-ass yeah. movie. Like, that yeah. was a chance-taking movie. <laughs> and right? That, yeah. They was, I enjoyed it. I'd never seen somebody be so passionate about that. You ever be around your friend? Like, I didn't know you were capable of such hate. <laughs> people get like that, man. <laughs> they get like that with music. Yeah. You know, you could talk to some people about cer certain bands right. you're just not supposed to like. Like, when I was a kid, I used to have to hide the fact that I loved Kiss. Yeah. Because, like, when I was in, like, seventh grade, Kiss was not cool. It was like it was not a cool thing. Like the young kids, they all they all wanted to what, know about like ACDC and Led Zeppelin. Oh, so where, uh, when you were in seventh grade, yeah, where was Kiss in their trajectory? Here's what happened with Kiss. Kiss had this gigantic loyal following that mm. came to all their concerts. They sold out gigantic arenas all over the world, but they couldn't get any radio play. It was oh. real weird. They only had like a couple of big hits. They had like Beth. Beth was a big hit. Detroit Rock City, Rock and Roll All Night. Those were big. And Party Every Day. That's yeah. still a big one. But there wasn't a lot of radio play. It was hard. Like there was a lot of bands that had way more radio play. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, they never lost their popularity amongst their hardcore fans because they put on a great show. I went to see them twice when they made their comeback tour with Kevin James. Kevin James was yeah. opening for Kiss? No, no, no. No, we were friends. We went to watch it. Are oh, you we, with Kevin James? <laughs> what a combination that would be. Doing some stand-up in front of Kiss. Have you ever done stand-up in front of a band? Lots of times, yeah. You, do you really? Yeah. Do you like it? Sometimes. Sometimes it can go well. You have to be set up correctly, though, and I've learned how to... What to ask for to make yeah. the show go right? What's what do you ask for? You just ask for somebody from the band to introduce you either on stage or off mic, and, and so you establish in front of the crowd as a friend of theirs, and not just some asshole that the right, venue book. Right, right. Where the where the band says we booked this guy, this is our guy. Please welcome Hannibal Burst. I learned that when I opened for this band. It's cool, super nice guys. They saw me at Zanies in Chicago. They, a Chicago band, uh, jam band, Humphrey McGee. That's a huge fan base. They tour all the time. And, they asked me to do this gig in DeKalb outside of Chicago. I was excited to do it. It's a couple hundred bucks or something. Different gig, opening for a band. It's cool. And uh, it's packed. It's theater. It's packed. And then uh, they telling me, to, you know, it's getting ready to go on. And uh, the lights drop. And the crowd goes crazy. <sighs> and I'm about to go, I'm like, that is not for me at all. <laughs> And so then I just walk out cold and like, hello, I'm Hannibal, and start trying to do comedy. And people are just like, where's Humphrey McGee's? Oh. And it's, <laughs> where's Humphrey's? 
And they just didn't know. We didn't know to just, you know, every crowd isn't ready for comedy. And you have to settle. People have to be expecting it or be settled. Yeah. Or, or it's a fight. And I wasn't prepped to fight at that uh, moment just to fight them down. I did all right, but that's it. Sometimes, I mean, I do shows where I have uh, rappers or bands open for me also. And sometimes the crowd, some people in the crowd are into it, some people aren't. But it's music that I enjoy, so I, I try to just mix it up sometimes and have a bit of a variety show versus just straight stand-up. Why not? If that's what you want to do, yeah. definitely you should do it. I've, I've opened for a few bands back in the day, but I'd never do it again. Some of the experiences were just horrific. Yeah. Ooh, I opened for Bon Jovi once in yeah. a theater in the round. It was this thing for VH1. It was in the round, and I was on stage with like a bunch of like musical instruments. Like, a lot of, like, it's like there was a drum kit there. I had to yeah. move around. I couldn't like do anything physical. There was like a uh, you know, microphone set up. And then uh, after I did my set, I was supposed to bring girls towards the front of the stage. They wanted to pick out attractive girls in the audience. To go backstage? Them- no, no, no. Be oh. around the stage, okay. So that when they're filming it, oh, okay. they're the ones who are really close to the camera, screaming. Yeah, it's Bon Jovi and them. I'm go a dirtbag, like for backstage, right? They, <laughs> they, they turned you into the wrangler. <laughs> they turned me into the wrangler. You can open, but you got to also grab some girls. Yeah. First. Here's a deal, bro. <laughs> we're road dogs. Nah, they uh, they wanted a bunch of because they were filming it for like VH1. I think yeah. it was at the time. But I was like, I can't keep doing these. They just don't go well 50% of the time. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I've done some, you know Chance the Rapper is? Uh-huh. He's a rapper out of Chicago. Uh, I've done some stuff with him, and sometimes it'll go well, and then it was one in Chicago. And I'm from Chicago, so I'm thinking, this is going to be great. This is my city, too. Dude, it was just, it was because I made fun of, uh, you know, Chicagoans that live in the city will, uh, Sometimes you, you'll meet somebody and you're like, where are you from? And they'll say, Chicago. What part of Chicago? They'll be like, Schomburg. Like, that's not Chicago. Right. <laughs> like, this is suburban. That's what that improv is. Yeah. It's that's that, 40 it, minutes outside of Chicago. Right. It's a suburban kind of city, sort of. Uh, it's like Thousand Oaks. Yeah, that type of thing. And so I talked about that. I did that on stage. It was the, it was the, the venue was in the city. And then I talked about that on stage. But most of that crowd were like white kids from the suburbs. And then it just turned from there. And they was just started. It just got got restless, and then some dude just yelled out for no reason. He was just like, "Kevin Hart!" Like, I was like, "What does that mean?" Wow, <laughs> that's hilarious. But that's yeah. some psychology shit, right? He's gonna point to the most successful comic yeah. ever like, <laughs> and compare you. I mean, Kevin Hart is if he's not the most successful, he's like top two, right? Yeah. I mean, who who are the Definitely. arguments? There's three arguments, right? It's like Dice Clay, Dane Cook, and Kevin Hart. And as far as sustaining it. Yeah. He's, his run has been pretty crazy. Insane. And he has his own shoe, so I think it's him. Maybe. He's got a motivational shoe. He has a, a motivational shoe with like, shoe. motivational quotes all over it. And his shoe, actually, Kevin Hart's shoe looks better than a lot of athletes' shoes. <laughs> Definitely. He's a smart dude. He's a smart dude. He's smart savvy dude. dude. Works hard. Nice can't, dude. But that's funny that he thinks that like yelling that out is going to hurt your feelings. <laughs> it was just more weird. <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> it is weird, but that's... Uh, that's a that's a, a jab, you know. That's, yeah. It's interesting that people do that. Like you point to like as if almost as if someone's success, even though it's like astronomical, like crazy success, yeah. even to a really successful guy like you, it'll fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you do really well. I know you're not walking around going, "Man, I wish my life was fucking better right yeah. now." No, you're great. Everything's awesome it's in your world. Smooth. Everything's smooth as fuck, but someone can yell out, Kevin Hart. Like, yeah. No, people, 
it's a it's a weird space to be in because some like now like you have that where two that it's a different where you got your fans and then you also have people that just know who you are and might not fuck with you at all. They just right. know they're like oh that's it. And so I, I is I went into this Mexican restaurant in Chicago last week and uh I uh I, I go straight to the bathroom in the back. There's a spot it's a great spot in Chicago, by the way. Check it out. Allende Lincoln and Fullerton. And uh go to the back and I come back out, it's these tall, two tall black women and uh one of them like I'm right next to her, she gestures towards me like yeah, he's famous or something. Like, real dismissive. I didn't say anything to her. I was just being it. Yeah, he's famous or something. Then she says to me, yeah, my friends tried to get me to come hang out with you at Mad River. It's a bar in Chicago. They tried to just get you to come to hang out, but we didn't want to. I'm like, all right, why are you? But we didn't want to. Yeah, yeah something like that. I'm like, what are you, what's happening right now? Like, what are you? And so I look at her body. And she's, like, in great shape, like 6'2", short shorts on. Like she got a volleyball body. So I say, uh, you play volleyball? She said, yeah, we play uh, at DePaul. <laughs> and so uh, they order their food, sit down. I order my food, sit down. And then I uh, go on my phone and I Google uh, DePaul women's volleyball and look at uh, last uh, year and look at the roster. And and then I, and I look over there. I say, uh, hey, Ashley, what the fuck happened last season? <laughs> they had a bad season last year. <laughs> <gasps> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and then her friend pipes up, hey, we had a lot of good individual competition. We set some individual uh, records last year. And I said, so you guys had bad team chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was just, I felt the need to dig back because I was yeah. just grabbing some fucking tacos. And she just made me feel weird just by being there. Well, she felt like she could get a free shot at you because you're famous. Yeah. Or or she just does that to people all the time. Maybe That's she does. Too. Maybe she just had a. I don't know, maybe I was intimidated. She was tall. Well, and beautiful she's a as big, well. beautiful girl. She's big, big, beautiful, beautiful girl. We with, with like a uh, uh, voice. Big, she beautiful. Maybe girls. a tone like mine. Maybe I couldn't handle my own tone. <laughs> Is that, she sounds like you? <laughs> not like me, but she that had kind, kind of, of depth. A, the, not depth, but just sarcasm. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, tone that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. No, or, no, she was being rude. She may have been just a big, rude, giant bitch who wants <laughs> a dude to, like, take that challenge. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're a girl that's that big and athletic, you could probably fuck up a lot of dudes. Yeah. You know? That's a big girl. Like, she probably has to, like, she probably has to test dudes uh, all the time. Maybe, maybe she was that was her way of hitting flirting. on me. Maybe she mm-hmm. was negging me, and exactly. I fucking took it the wrong way. Yeah, maybe if you just took it like an ace, you just rolled with it like a Shaolin monk. Yeah. Maybe you Well, uh, I did neg back. But then you it, did, but that that's actually pretty funny. The way you did it is pretty funny. <laughs> I, I think everything worked out great. <laughs> I mean, I know I know where to find it if I want to find it. I don't know why I always want to wonder what someone's motivation is, but I always do. I do too. Uh-huh. You never know. It's almost like, why am I bother? Why can't I just get the fuck away from this? Why do I have to find out what someone's motivation is? Yeah, people, uh, yeah, I end up in, in conversations where I should just probably leave, but I'm just that curious about what's going on. Like, who the fuck are you? Why? Yeah. What is your, what is, what's up with you? Why don't yeah. you do that? Yeah. And also, I have to win. <laughs> I have to win. Well, it's a game that you're really good at. It's a yeah. shit-talking game. Yeah. Do you get upset when someone starts shit-talking with you? Like, wait a minute, you're, you're a goddamn amateur here. Yeah. You shit-talking with a professional comedian? How, how often have you done this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. How good are you at this for real? It's fun, though. 
It is fun. It's all fun and games. So someone's soul gets crushed. You know what happened in Vegas? This uh, it was this girl that I known not really known that well, but she's beautiful. We don't, and she hit me up out of nowhere. Hey, I miss you. We never messed around or anything, you know. And I was she just, misses you. She misses you, mm. and so um, I uh, I, don't, I was in Boston at the moment. I think I don't know. I was just in a sort of a not a bad mood, but a weird mood, impulsive. And she just hit me up out of nowhere. I was like. Let's go to Vegas for the UFC fights. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fly her out. We get to the airport around the same time. Go out. Go to uh, Calvin Harris's plan. Go there. And uh, we get back to the room. And she's kind of like cold towards me. Like mm. almost buddy. But I'm like, eh, I mean, I, we never really hung out. But it's still like flowing to Vegas. It's a, it's a vibe. And it's a little bit of a subtext to that <laughs> it's vegas yeah. also this ain't, right you, and so she's like she kind of just go to sleep on me I'm like we in my fucking vegas we just what the fuck is going on what's happening you thought you missed and so uh end up uh in the morning go for it again like but she's kind of broke it's like i'm like does this chick even like me at all it's like i go down on her she's completely quiet but it's like moving her body positively but but not saying a word. But not saying a word to the point where I'm like, I gotta check and see if this is okay. I pop my head up. I'm like, "Hey, we good?" <laughs> Just because I, I had to do a, I had to do a consent check. <laughs> That's hilarious. Mid. <laughs> That's a good move, though. Yeah, dude. I Today, can't fuck it. I can't, man, I had to check, man. I, I was like, check. "Hey, are we good? You good?" She's like, "We good." I'm like, "Back at it." <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't make a noise. You know Whoa. how weird. Pussy eating sounds with no moaning or yeps or yes. Yeah. It's like, with nothing though. No, it was just, it was weird, but I could tell she. I've been thinking about nothing else for, <laughs> for days. It's just moaning, just <laughs> no moaning, just acapella pussy eating. Mm. But I could feel her body, like she's moving her body around. I could, I could tell she came a couple times because the like air came out. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's how it works. I think it is. Like because at one point, yeah, like some, I felt some air come out. It wasn't, a, but it didn't make a noise. Um, I don't think we're ever gonna really know if they're coming or not. I think it could be a lot of fuckery going on. Yeah, a lot of fake orgasms. We I don't, don't know. know. A lot of times, girls just fake come so that you could stop. Really? I don't know. I'm guessing. I mean, it must no, have happened. Must have happened. But I'm just saying, I don't think air coming out constitutes yeah. orgasm. <laughs> it seems like it should. Oh, well, <laughs> there should be like a little turkey tester that maybe goes she likes me. Whatever, <laughs> we end up hooking up and go out to lunch, and then I realize we are there's no no compatibility, at all. no compatibility. At all. This chick mm. doesn't even so like you moan me. when you eat her pussy. That's all you need to know. It's <laughs> all you need to know. It's just lazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> doesn't like me at all, or is just bad at showing it. Doesn't can't even fake. Just wants to. Mm. Be at the fights and shit. So oh, okay. we get back to the room, um, getting ready. It's like three ish. So getting ready, I'm like, I'm gonna see the whole thing, go see the prelims. And uh uh so but I'm trying to get it in again. Let's fucking hook up again. I understand. You have to tell me. And then she says, I don't hook up on the first night. I'm like, We already did it already. What are you talking about? She's like, Yeah, that's my rule. I don't do it on a 
was like, what are you talking about? She's like, that's my, me and my roommates. That's our house rule. I'm like, our house not rule. Your fucking house. Bunch of cock blocking bitches it's all like, you getting fly together. Out, you fucking you up. fly out on the first. Hey, what are you talking about? You already, we already did it, and it's not your house. It's a. And so I'm like, what is? I don't want to. Well, who does that? That's weird. And so I kind of I, I step out of the room, make a phone call, like talk to my friends to console me. What the fuck do I do with this shit? And just leave all your shit in the room and buy new shit. That's what you do. You just yeah. go. You just do, you have your phone yeah. in your hand. Do you have a computer back in the room? I do. Okay, so you go back in. You don't want to leave the computer. You go grab yeah. your computer. You go. I'll be right back. And then you never come back. Uh, that's what I came back in. I came back in the room. <laughs> I came back in the room. I say, I'm gonna. Um, Buy new clothes. No, I'm gonna take somebody. No, <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> close. in the fight with the computer. That'd have been great. I, I say I would do it. I say I'm gonna take somebody else to the fight. Oh shit! Uh, I have my assistant get you a separate hotel room, and I'll buy you a single ticket to the fight if you want. But uh, you know, because I was like, I don't, I don't feel like you're feeling me, and it'd be a disservice to both of us and wasting each other's time. But. You have another hotel room. I'll get you a ticket to the fight. If you That's want. a gentleman's move. I like that. Uh, That's better than what I was going to do. <laughs> I was going to run out with the door with a computer. But it felt, it felt weird to do it, and it felt weird to build up to doing it, but I had a great night, man. I, mean, oh, I went with a, hung out with another friend in Vegas, and she's a much better person. Beautiful. Yeah. It's weird, though. <sighs> well, that's, that's a good But that's my fault move. for not... Well, you took I a chance. I never even had a real conversation <clears throat> with her, and I flew this woman out. That's so, how beautiful she was. So what? You took a chance. This took is a life's all about. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, you could meet someone like that on the first night, and they could be the best person you ever met in your life. You fall in love forever. Right, Jamie? It's true. <laughs> I mean, you definitely can. I, I support you on both decisions. Yeah. I support you on your impulsiveness and just Thank flying you. out a beautiful woman. Yeah. I support you on continuing to eat her pussy and asking for consent in the middle of it. <laughs> I support you on that. And I definitely support you getting her another room and doing it classy and getting her a, t- a ticket she to the fight. She didn't want the ticket, but that's fine. Good. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. <clears throat> I support you 100%. That's a fuck. You got an A plus, sir. If I was your, your teacher, if I was your professor... <laughs> And uh, how to be a man? I give yeah. you a fucking A plus. Thank you. That's I'm what getting, you're supposed to do. Better. I'm growing up. Successful comedian with resources. Fly that young lady out. Let's yeah. see. she might be the girl of your dreams. Yeah, might be able to settle down next time. Reverse. Settle down. Relax. I'm trying to man. It's hard. I'm trying to growing it's up. It's hard. I bought a building. I bought some real you estate. You bought some real estate. I bought an apartment building in Chicago. Oh shit! A whole building. A whole building. A three wow. unit apartment building. Do you live in it or just bought it? Don't live. Uh, don't live in it. It's tenants now, but I want to Airbnb it. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting, man. What if you start a fucking Hannibal Burris hotel? I was thinking. That's what. That's For like real? a like a five ten year not five maybe ten years down. I would have to either get other people in, in with funding and stuff, but. I, I looked at this one place. It's this one building in Chicago, but it's a it's a lot of money, and it would have to be an all cash buy, it and I can't do it. So I'm trying to get other people to partner up. Man, the hotel business sounds interesting. Like if you like if you developed a cool because it's kind of entertaining in a way. Like you're right. entertaining those people. Isn't that off? I mean, I'm traveling all the time. I'm in hotels, yeah. so I kind of know what I like in a in a yeah. hotel. But you know what I mean? Like the experience yeah. of going to a hotel is in a lot of ways like an entertaining experience. Definitely. The you, lounge, the, the colors, lobby. The, what you have in the lobby. Yeah. 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 The stuff in the rooms, you know. In a lot of ways, like even the other way. Like there's a Motel 6 in Ketchikan, Alaska that I stayed at. And uh, it's fucking great. Or Hotel 6. I guess it's a Hotel 6. Yeah. 
But uh, because it's so ridiculous, because it's in this like really remote place, yeah, it's there's something cool about that. You know, there's something cool about just the standardness of it all. The wood panels on the door, you know, like that yeah. kind of shit. I don't even know if they have wood panels, but you know what I mean, like that, like standard Motel Six type look. Right. When you even in a place like that, that like if you went to a place like Ketchikan, Alaska, and there was a Four Seasons, right? You know, with like a some sort of a, a fireplace that has broken glass in it, like one of those, one of those weird ones, you'd be like, what the fuck is yeah. this? It wouldn't make any sense. But the Hannibal Burris Hotel, I see yeah. a lot of red velour. <laughs> I see it a lot like this room. I see red velour, black, I see gold lace. I see like a beautiful design to the place. I hear yeah. good music. Good the music. food smells good. Food is good. 24-hour yeah. food. 24-hour food. Reasonable mini bar prices. Mm, I like, like it. I need to make a profit, but I'm not going to fuck you over. How many people How are we talking people? about in this hotel? How big? Little, right? Like a boutique? A little one for the first one. Something yeah. like 20 to 30 rooms, something Ooh, like that. That's beautiful. That's like a fucking party. Yeah. 20 rooms is like a party. Like if you had like... We all have like... We all gathered up all of our friends that we knew, and we all brought girlfriends or wives, and you, there's 20 of us. We could we could fill a goddamn twenty room hotel. Yeah, easy. Definitely, man. That's a good move. China, I want to uh, do entertainment for fun like seven years from now, and not for money anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, where it's not where it's not necessary to go on the road or or do a TV show or do a movie. Where it's like I I would really love to do that. Well, then I'm torn. Yeah. Because uh, I want your hotel to be successful, but I want you to st- keep doing comedy. I don't want you yeah. to turn into a lazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lazy bitch, but I'll be doing <clears throat> stuff with my real estate. I want st- right. to get my goal. I want to get another building this year. And Damn, do, you're a magnate. And do two, get two multifamily properties a year for the next five years. And then run for president. And then no, no, because no. <laughs> that only pays four hundred thousand a year. <laughs> but it's the speaking fees, man. The speaking fees. Yeah. Ooh, that's where you make all your money. You do the do your eight years, and when you get out, you make a billion dollars. <clears throat> How much do you think Obama's going to make? Uh, let me tell you, a couple million. You know, you know who should be rooting and crossing his fingers that Trump wins is Obama, because if if Trump wins, Obama will make so much fucking money. Talking about, you know, like democracy and, yeah. and like giving speeches about what it's like to be a president yeah. and what it's like to run the he, greatest nation in the world. Fine. Either way. Trump. Oh, he's going to be fine either way, but he can like he can literally double his money if Trump wins. Do you, here's a, a theory a lot of people have said, and I, I, I don't think he wants to win. Do you think he wants to win with the moves he's been pulling? <clears throat> I don't know, man. He I said don't. he has one office, one campaign office in Florida that has four employees. Good. Perfect. He's winning. <laughs> So, like, Hashtag Tiger Blood. <laughs> uh, he's not. He's not. I mean, beyond the idiotic shit he's saying, he's not really running an efficient campaign. It's entirely possible that he doesn't really want to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think about it, it's entirely possible that he thought that it would be like. Remember when Howard Stern ran for governor of New York? Was that nineties? Yeah, something like that, wasn't it, Jamie? Um, I think it was somewhere in there, but. Um, I don't think Howard Stern really wanted to be the governor. Governor, yeah. governor. Uh, I just think he wanted to have some fun, right? And that might have been what happened with Donald Trump. Like he, he might have been just thinking he was going to make a splash, have some fun, and uh, now he's in too deep. Yeah, and he was still doing his TV show back then. Remember, yeah. like he was still the Celebrity Apprentice guy or whatever it is. 
Not Celebrity Apprentice. Is that the name of the show? Why does it sound so stupid? It's just The Apprentice. Then it was The, the Apprentice. Um, so NBC fired him from that show. Yeah. Because he was saying a bunch of shit about Mexicans. And when they fired him from the show, that's when he ramped it up. And when he ramped it up, that's when he got more and more popular. And that's right. when he won the Republican nomination. Like, it's all part of it is because NBC canceled his fucking show. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. NBC so made NBC Trump. To blame. This is what we got to blame. We got NBC and we got Caitlyn Jenner. Because there's a part of America that when Caitlyn Jenner won the Woman of the Year after being a woman for six months, yeah. and when ESPN did that giant piece on her, and you know they're fucking flying over her house with a helicopter, and the, the drapes are blowing in the breeze, and she's hiding in the shadows, and you're like, what the fuck? There's a part of America that was like, fuck this. Enough! We gotta put our foot down! We gotta put our fucking foot down now! And then Trump came along. I'm an asshole. And they were like, I'm an asshole too. Stand up. Stand proud. People got upset. I think there's a, like an ebb and flow to shit. I think when things go too left wing, too yeah. progressive, too transgenders in the bathroom, all that crazy shit, when that, when that goes down, there's a part of America that's just not ready yet. And they go, fuck that. And yeah. that's where you get Trump. That's, that's a solid theory. Solid, right? It's, I'm more fascinated when I watch the people in the crowd just really agreeing with the bullshit he yeah. said. Like when he said the mm -hmm. stuff, like, black people, what do you got to lose? You had no jobs. Everybody's in poverty. And there's people in the back. Like, yeah. He said that? Yeah. He it's said there's a speech? It's a speech. Oh, please well, he's play appealing that. To, please play he's that. appealing to black voters <sighs> by just saying, you don't, you, there's no jobs. You're living in poverty. The schools are bad. It's 58% unemployment with your youth. I mean, what do you got to lose? It's a pretty good impression. <laughs> it's not bad. I know exactly who you're doing. Wow, we were watching earlier when you said that Obama founded ISIS. Yeah. We were watching that earlier. We're like, this is like a pro wrestling show. Like, he's saying some crazy shit Just that... goes for it. But he's saying some... Here, play it so we can hear it, Jamie. Trump asking for the vote of every single African-American. suffered under Democratic control. To those I say the following. Oh my God. What do you have to lose by trying something new like Trump? What do you have to lose? I hope he's high as fuck right now. <laughs> and he's making a documentary. <laughs> Shadow from the hat covering his dumb I mean, eyes. Chris Bell's filming all this series secretly. Look at him. They're all screaming, cheering. This is some a black woman back there. I say it again. What do you have Ugh. to lose? Look, what do you have to lose? You're living in poverty. Your schools are no good. You have no jobs. 58% of your youth is unemployed. What the hell do you have to lose? Wow, this is amazing. We're worst. watching a movie. It's a Coen Brothers movie. And at the end of four years, I guarantee you, that I will get over 95% of the African-American vote. I promise you. He's a... I promise you. Why? why even just saying that, like, what, who gives a shit if you... What? What percentage? How do you know that? He, like, what? he doesn't have a plan. He's just talking. It's, it's, <sighs> it's fast. But the crowd is what... Yeah, it's fast. If he was doing that for 30 people, I'd be like, okay, I, I get it, but... I have some pretty significant theories. I think that people are way too soft. I think it's way too easy to stay alive, and I think we've never, ever had that in human history. 
And I think that we're overbreeding because of it at a ridiculous rate. And I think there's a bunch of people out there that have no business fucking and or having kids. Well, you just turned very serious. I'm fucking serious. (laughs) I think it's not their fault. It's no one's fault. It's no one's fault. It's just the cycle that we're in. We're in a, a cycle of safety. We're in a cycle of safety. That's we're in a cycle of recreational outrage. People are getting outraged at things that don't make any sense. The reason why there's no life threatening fucking situations that are constantly at your door. There's no wolves. There's no fucking nothing's going wrong. So we're we're going after words. You can't say retard anymore. You know, don't say tranny. Don't they're, 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 we're, we're getting outraged about well, shit that doesn't make any sense. Well, that's more of a product of the internet. This is that than too. Survival. Those are bad examples. Having wolves come at your your door. I think that's just a product of the internet, people being able to react to something and people Definitely. being able to uh, gather together on something and then start a petition. Yeah, those are bad examples. I should there's retarded is not a bad example because it's like it doesn't that doesn't mean a disease. It just means someone who's slow to get things. Yeah. We we shouldn't automatically imply that you're you're picking on someone with a mental illness. And in fact, when people initially had down syndrome, when the birth certificates would come, it would call them a mongoloid idiot. That would be like what it would be listed on the actual birth certificate. Yeah. Mongoloid idiot. Mongoloid idiot. Very straightforward. Yeah. It's very straightforward and very bizarre. Harsh. Hard times. These are hard times we're talking about. It's, it's good. It's Look, everything is good. It's better to be alive right now. Yeah. This is as good as it gets. This is a beautiful time. But we're going to get things like that. We're going to get yeah. things like that Trump thing because it's so fucking easy to stay it alive. It is easy to be alive. But easy it's, as it's fun fuck. To, it's fun for it to be easy to be alive. Exactly. I was at my friend's house. We just got to balance back. Yeah. He was playing PS4, and uh, he was playing baseball on PS4, which I think is horrible. Is also, it horrible? Why is it horrible? I, baseball video games, I'm not into it. It's just, give me football, give me basketball, give me fighting, give me a fighting game, give me some something shooting, but baseball... It's not good? ...on a video game. Not to me. Obviously, it's, it's, everybody likes what they like, but I'm over there <laughs> as a guest. He doesn't even have a second controller, and... I uh so I, I went on my phone, went on Postmates, Target, PS4 controller, the UFC two game. They brought it was there in twenty minutes. Twenty to minutes. my friend's house. I don't what? Even, I don't even own a PS4. I just wanted to play something different. They can do that. They came through with with the UFC game and the controller, and we hooked that shit up. And then in we were twenty play, minutes, and we were playing UFC. How the hell do they do that? <laughs> it's because they. It's just basically a delivery. You you you. The post it's not Target, it's Postmates, where it's a person and they are driving around and they waiting for orders. Wow. Yeah. So I'll take that over at Wolves. Fuck yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that I know, it's I bad. Know, I, know, I, know. I think this is the best time to be alive ever, for sure. But, but there's guys like you and there's guys like a lot of my other friends and that that I'm just happy to know and happy to be around. And then there's a bunch of people out there. Unfortunately, and for them, they've been exposed to some bad ideas. Yeah. And they don't have the best genetics, and they're living in somewhere that sucks, and they get to vote too. Right. I do see, when I do, I see, I, I'm, I love reading comments on articles just to, just to see, like, is that real? Right. Is that a real human being that thinks that? That's that they, and I'm fascinated all the time where it's, it hurts me and it makes me happy at the same right. time. Like, I can't believe that I live on the same earth as that type of person that that thinks that for real or a person that really thinks 
that Trump will be president or a person that has these Well, Trump could be president, right? I mean, it's halfway there. He's the Republican nominee. He is. He's gotten super far. I don't think I don't think it's going to happen from here. Man, but I think the those fact people, he's gotten this close is crazy. It's crazy. But I think those people that you're talking about, that you you can't believe they think that way, they're a product of whatever the fuck happened to them in their world. Like, there's pockets of the world that are all a mess right now. And if you were born in that pocket or I was born in that pocket in the same sort of circumstances, yeah. that's one of the things that it's hard, it's hard to recognize as a person. You see someone's an asshole, you just go, that's a fucking asshole. Fuck them. Mm. But in a way, we got to kind of look at those people go, damn, they just got fucked. They got born into a group of dummies with a bunch of violent tendencies and crime and bullshit and nonsense. And this is all they've ever known. And they're just trying to get by. And, you know, a guy like Trump comes along and goes, yes, finally. And if it wasn't Trump, it could be a, a number of motivational speakers all throughout the yeah. country that might have uh, nefarious intentions. Yeah. Anybody who's really, like, super charismatic now, it's kind of open game. Right. Like, when a guy like Trump can come along and talk as much crazy shit as he has, and in, in some ways, I'm not uh, opposed to him winning. Because in, in some ways, I'm like, look, he is the best guy to fuck this system in the ass. <laughs> and we know this system sucks. It's almost like this guy's a suicide bomber. Like, Trump's like this wild dude with a vest and a yeah. sweaty face, and he's just running into that cafe. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Well, yeah, the two-party system is flawed. Anyways. I'm going to put that on a meme. <laughs> Yeah, it should so, be more than two people able to run. Like for sure, yeah, it should be, it should be a lot. Do you know Tom Rhodes? Yeah, he was on Duncan Trussell's podcast the other day, and he was talking about um, the way it's set up in Holland. It's like ten or something. Yeah, it? something. Jamie, see if you could find out how many um, candidates they have, how many parties rather they have in Holland. But it's many, 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 and they're all like they're it's it's real reasonable like how they're placed. Yeah, and there's I'm sure there's like. A lot of us, me included, that we were, were upset because you, there's some things on one side that I agree with, some things on another side that I agree with, right. and some things that aren't being represented at all. Like the idea that these two people, whatever opinions they discuss, are the only opinions that we should all be talking about, that's yeah. crazy. It's, it's crazy. Uh, it should be more. Why can't they collaborate but not Trump? Jesus, look at how many they have in Holland. This is crazy. How many do <laughs> they have, Jamie? Eleven, but there's seventeen. Oh, six, six of them didn't vote in the 2012 election, so they might be brand new. I'm not sure. But they have eleven different parties that voted in the last. Yeah, they all had candidates. Wow. See, that's that's right. That's how yeah. it should be done. We're we're getting hoodwinked by a, a group of people that are just controlling this ancient system, and it, it's not a good system. And they know it's not a good system, but the only way you could ever stop this system is you have to have people with pure hearts and minds that are willing to admit the system sucks. So they're going to lose whatever position of influence that they have and step back and be judged by the merit of their own ideas again. Instead of being a senator or a congressman or a president, they just say, look, this system sucks. You yeah. think it sucks? I think it sucks. Let's get together the best legal scholars and, and, and people that understand human nature and let's con conduct and compose a system that works yeah and let's really run the government like it's one of us and that we're all in this together 
These old yeah. fucks don't realize that. They just they just cling to power till they're in the grave. They just yeah. hang on to it like it's a rope hanging over the abyss. They know they're going to drop into it. They don't want to let go. Oh, oh, we need to control these independents. Reduce yeah. the number of percentages. They have to be. It's just the, the way it's going to be, man. I'm fascinated Human. by the just level of, like, obviously we have egos to want to do what we do, but to want to run a country, just a level. Dude, if you can't take jokes, you can't play basketball, and you're not really good at fighting, you find a way to be special. To want to run, this is a different. It's a weird it's impulse. It's a different type of, of pressure. Here's, here's the weirdest thing about that impulse. When you see someone out there in the world, when you see someone that you admire, whether it's an athlete or a brilliant scholar or whoever the fuck it is, you see someone, a musician, you see someone you really admire, that person has accomplished something amazing. Right. All a president has to do is get people to like him. Right. That's it. Like Obama really didn't have a whole lot of experience in the world, like creating things or making things. It went from being, what, a lawyer to a senator, right? Lawyer, yeah, then community yeah. activist. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, state senator, then a senator. I mean... And he got in, I think, I don't know if it's state senator or senator, but he got in because uh, he moved up because a dude had a sex scandal in Illinois. Oh, that's right, that's right. Um, and Who then, was that dude? That's your state... I forget. I forget <laughs> who it was. <laughs> but he does, it's not like, like, like pick a person, like uh, you know, some um, some great person in history that's done something amazing, and you you look at them and you're like, wow, I would love it if that great person of of wisdom and accomplishment, if that person would step up and be president. Yeah, we, that doesn't necessarily have to be the case in in America. All you have to do is just be liked. Right. Well, that's kind of crazy. It is. It is, uh, it is, uh, I don't even know. I mean, both the Hillary and Trump are 70 or 69. Like, yeah, they're too old. Are you, why not, are you doing that? Why right? are you doing that? Yeah. Old people can dream, but don't dream so big. Dude, you're 30 and you're thinking about retiring. <laughs> I don't, yeah, 33. I'm like, you're already wanna, buying hotels and thinking about I'm an exit strategy. Yeah, I'm thinking about, I'm 100% because I, I like this. I like, I enjoy this, but. I mean, I see, I see how I could go. I just see how I look at how other people have handled their moment and how other people have handled their finances, and I don't want any part of that. So I'm, yeah. I'm making every step, everything I do every day is about being super stable seven years from now and comfortable and to have enough passive income where I don't have to worry about that. That's very smart, man. It's very smart, and you're doing it like in a real proactive way. Not a whole lot of people look at it that way. Everybody else just sort of like rides it out, you know, or well, it's a, it's a weird mindset, right? It's like the investment mindset is so different than the creative mindset. Yeah. It's just, just look, I mean, it's just, you know, not just spending smart and just, I research a lot now and just, you know, shift my internet time from the bullshit to just looking at properties and just. That's smart. Trying to do something else, man, and just I, I just don't I don't want to end up on no special. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he spent uh, in 2014, and he did this, and now he's done that. I don't Real wanna, Hollywood stories. I don't Hannibal Burris. I don't want to be on a, uh, some goofy ass show that I don't want to be doing right. uh, eight years from now. Where you like, oh, he definitely needed the money. I don't want to do anything. Isn't that a funny that conversation, man? That's a funny conversation because we all know what it's like. Have you ever been on a bad show? On a bad show, like yeah. uh, a bad TV? Not on. No, not really. I haven't done that much, that many different TV shows. There's a bunch of dudes out there right now working in lumber yards, driving trucks, taking meth, trying to stay awake, listening to us right now, going, you fucking bitches are complaining about being on a shitty TV show. Where do I sign up, bro? Where the fuck do I sign up to get out of this job? And you're right, folks. You're right. right. But you got to humor us. Yeah. yeah. You got to humor us. Because I've been on a bad show. And uh, I was on a show that was it, was, it was worse than a bad show. It was yeah. a good show. It turned into a bad show. I was on the show called Hardball, and it started out, these guys who wrote it, they wrote for The Simpsons, they wrote for Married with Children, Jeff Martin and Kevin Curran, really smart guys. Yeah. And they, um, they wrote this hilarious pilot. We did it. Jim Brewer was in the pilot, and I was in the pilot, and a bunch of other people that wound up doing, doing a bunch of different movies and shit. And it was a funny pilot, and then the network got a hold of it, and they just oh. fucked the shit out of it. And they threw yeah. in some really hacky producer who wound up getting he he wound up getting fired like halfway through the six episodes that we did. And it was allegedly there was a bunch of other shit going on, and the writing was off the charts bad. Yeah, it was so, so I got to be like on a bad show. It's a terrible feeling man. for a season. No, only like six episodes. Six episodes. But the first the first one was the pilot, which was really funny, and then it just. It was like all of a sudden I was over here doing something that was terrible. And you're better off doing nothing than doing something you hate. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense because you make money and ultimately it's worth doing. And ultimately for me it was definitely worth something because I learned from the experience. I'm right. Like, you can't just do a TV show. Right. You got to be sure. And even if you're sure, like the pilot was really funny, mm. I was pretty sure that that would be okay. It doesn't matter yeah. because a bunch of other factors can fall into place. Yeah. I just remembered I did do a, a bad show. It was my TV show last year. <laughs> <laughs> what happened with that? It, uh, I think, I mean, we had our moments, but it just... It we did. might need some more booze to get the truth out of you. Yeah. No, Kami, get out here from... with some ice. <laughs> uh, I think it just, it had its moments, but we didn't, we, they came with an idea. They came to me. And the, the producer and, and Comedy Central came. It basically, this is the show. This is the idea. Hannibal doing sketches, man on the street stuff. Just, just figuring out the quest, answers to these questions. But it's just, I guess we didn't really focus it and focus the, uh, the point of view, and it was kind of all over the place. And we had our funny moments and did some a couple good sketches, but it just by the end of it, it didn't feel. I wasn't excited anymore like those last two episodes were just you know when we do it in front of a live audience it really was just about finishing that shit man wow man, i hate just, to hear that man yeah it's it's it, but I, I i'm happy i did it and i i had that moment where you know for what what was that two months last year i had my own tv show not a lot of people get to say that <laughs> uh but uh yeah it's just you know and you learned a lot i learned a lot it was fun got to work with some cool people but yeah, it just wasn't as far as what I wanted my first, uh, you know, kind of headlining project to be. Uh, it wasn't that beautiful. That's Jameson fine. and uh, whiskey and ice yeah. just brought up. Um, 
Now, what what were you trying to do, and what went wrong? I don't, you know what? what am I, I an interviewer now? Listen to that. <laughs> Give me the glass, bro. Give me some ice. I sounded like Matt Lauer. <laughs> what are you I was like, to I, do? Just, I just went into interview mode as I got some ice. You know, I think I kind of went into it not, you know, not really knowing. I mean, I learned later on how to run things better and how to give people direction on, on what I needed a little bit better. But I don't think we came in with a focus because I was thinking with a TV show, not not that we would completely wing it, but that we would uh, be able to kind of find it as we go. We never did a true pilot episode. Cheers. Cheers. We never did a true pilot episode. Our, our pilot episode was our premiere episode. And I look at some of my choices. I chose this weird-ass closing bit on there. Well, oh, why did I pick that as a bit? I didn't write it, but I liked it. And sometimes you like stuff in the writer's room. Like, that is hilarious. And then you execute that shit, and you're like, what were we doing? Can I ask you a question? Sure. Okay. Outside of a te- television show, yeah. if you were just sitting around and someone said, Hannibal, I want you to just be your creative self, would you ever gravitate towards writing sketches? Would I gravitate towards writing? Yeah. Just on your own? On my own? No, yeah. but it was, it's sometimes where I come up with something that right. definitely works better visually than uh, then stand up. Then stand up. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, I try to tell a stand up bit, like, but it it will work better uh, visually or animated or, or as a sketch. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. There's 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 some subjects that I've had to abandon because right. they really did. I thought they were hilarious, but I couldn't. They just didn't. Right. They weren't. They were a better idea for uh, like a play than they would be for uh, stand up comedy. Yeah. But when we're uh, coming up. Everybody wanted to be on Saturday Night Live because Eddie Murphy was on there. Yeah. Eddie, everybody wanted to be on uh, sketch comedy shows because that would lead to these big careers like, you know, Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider and all these people that became like these huge movie stars, right? Mm-hmm. So we all like gravitated towards acting and, and then there was sitcoms where Roseanne made all this money and then Seinfeld made all this money. It's like, oh shit, I gotta get a sitcom. Yeah. But when I was on that bad sitcom, halfway in, I was like, this is not what I wanted to do. Right. Like, I fucked up. I listened to the... I want to do stand-up. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to do. Now, with a guy like you, like what I want to hear is you talk about everything. I don't want to hear... I mean, I want to hear you doing prepared shit if that's what you want to do. Like What I would want to hear from you, if I was a producer and I was a network and I was Comedy Central, mm. I would say, Hannibal, listen, fuck all these executives. Fuck all these producers. What do you think is funny? Right. What do you want to do? I want to know. I don't want a bunch of people filtering the Hannibal vision by the time. Like when Doug Stanhope and I did The Man Show, which was a giant mistake, one of the big problems with, was, with that show was like with Doug and I had a fucked up idea, by the time it would get to the – it would be all watered down yeah. by the time it would ever get to the television. There's no way you could just have – the only way to do that is like the internet. The internet is the only way – where you could just, like, if someone was smart, they would come along and they would say, listen, if, if I was Comedy Central, I would say, Hannibal, it's just like, oh, we're just going to give you a bunch of money. Mm. And we're just going to give you a production team and just come up with whatever the fuck you want to come up with. I want you to take six months, just think about what you want to do. Because yeah. I know it's going to be funny. I, I think you're hilarious. I'll take six months. Come up with whatever the fuck you want to do. Now let's put this shit online. <laughs> let's do this. Come on, Hannibal. 
And then if they wanted to make a television show out of that, I mean, that's what happened with Ari Shafir's show. Yeah. Yeah, they were doing it as the online thing. Yeah. First. Yep. And the online, honestly, the online's better. It's better to get on the online. No. Yeah. You go on the online, it's, it's there always. It's right. there any minute of any day. If it's just the TV version of it, I mean, once it goes online, then it becomes equal to the online version. Right. But there's no, like, loss in not having the TV version. Because, like, if someone watches Comedy Central during a, a show when Ari's on, like, what is Ari's ratings? What did he get, like, a million dollars an episode? Or, or a million uh, people an episode? A million dollars an episode. He'd be very happy. He'd be crazy. But if he got a million people an episode, like, you could easily, if you had a crazy viral video, like some of Joey Diaz's videos, they probably have close to a million, right? Like how many of Joey's um, things on uh, This Is Not Happening have more than a million? Find out what Joey Diaz's stories on This Is Not Happening have. I guarantee you they have a million. Yeah, because people, I mean, it's just people can watch it on their phone. They can watch whatever. They and share they hear it, it and they tell your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Not so if, well, yeah. if you did that and you had a show like that, it was just you. If you, if you really want to do a show, mm -hmm. just you doing whatever the fuck you think is funny. I'd watch it. I'm going to figure it out. Sure, I'd DVR the shit out of that show. I'm going to figure it out. I've been kind of... What do we got here? It's us. Oh, uh, look. Yeah. What is this? This is not happening. Joey Diaz. 1,129,487 views. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, that's like... That's real numbers, man. I mean, that's the same kind of numbers you get if you have a TV show. It's the right. same shit. Right? Yeah, definitely. It's real close, man. We're like um, maybe a year or two away from the idea of being on a television show being no different than the idea of being on a YouTube show. Even, I mean, a lot of these, I'm doing some celebrities react uh, show on Thursday where they like, our uh, viewership is four times the average TV show. Like that's there in the, in the. Email they they talk about their numbers like yeah it's two times the normal this four times that is and it's just and they have a crazy subscriber list uh, and all on YouTube millions of subscribers YouTube is where is that for it's a lot of things a, it's just a matter of time we just uh, I mean that's how Comedy Central now judges the success of their shows not just on the the on on air the initial airing yeah they judge it based on the Facebook shares, the YouTube stuff, the the Snapchat thing, and and all of that. that's that's the com it's a combined uh, formula that they use to judge the success of the show. It's smart. I mean, that's really the way to think about it because they have to be honest. There's a giant percentage of the people that are going to watch their show on YouTube mm. or any other. Whether I mean, I, I don't know how many people watch ComedyCentral.com. Do you know? I would imagine it's not nearly as much as YouTube. Yeah. But what's amazing about YouTube? Is there's only one YouTube? Yeah. Like, how is there not a million YouTubes? How is there not a million of these weird websites where you can just upload video anytime you want and watch the craziest shit all day long? I mean, there's Live Leak, right? There's uh, what are the what are the other ones? There's a lot of weird ones that, lot, are, yeah. that are based, but on they're not popular. Not one, yeah. Well, there's one popular one. If you say Google I saw ball, Google Ball YouTube, though. Skynet. Hmm. <laughs> 135 million bucks is all they paid too. That's for, it yeah. for YouTube. Yeah, that's good. When did they buy? Good deal. Uh, like 2004, or five, I think. And how much is Kanye's entire sneaker line worth? <laughs> if he sold every sneaker, 
<laughs> is that a hundred million? I don't. It's worth a pretty close to that. Probably. That's probably pretty close. Yeah. That's amazing. That's how much they paid for that. For YouTube. YouTube is a monster. Yeah. It's it's somehow or another in this world of the internet where there's probably like what? How many hundreds of millions of websites? I take that. I'm sorry to correct that. 1.65 billion in stock. Not oh, you son of a bitch. Jesus, Jamie. Meanwhile, <laughs> here's some perspective. The UFC sold for 4 billion. It's more valuable to kick people in the dick and the head and elbow them in the face than it is to create YouTube. Yeah. I looked some up on it the other day. I think that's why their numbers were stuck in my head. It's, uh, at least from what I read, it costs something like $6.7 billion to run YouTube right now. Every like, year? Every year. And like the revenue they're getting, maybe just from ads, is like less than $5 billion. So they're taking a loss on it. But what? It's, it's just for, they're doing the future bet kind of. Like it won't be that for four or five more years. It's just how it has been. Oh, so that's why there's only one YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking tough to be it's YouTube. Expensive. Uh, <sighs> that makes sense. It's amazing, yep. though. I mean, that's a, if you want to talk about an incredible example of success, like YouTube is the only video upstream place that everybody or upload place that everybody recognizes instantly yeah. in the sea of the Internet. It's a uh, that's incredible. It's top notch, man. They, they do they do some good shit. You do. Do you do ads with them? No, no. I mean, they put up ads, but I don't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Um, we do just ads on this show. And then we upload the, the difference between the YouTube version of this show and the uh, podcast version. The podcast version has um, they has uh, uh, ads that we read, you know, like from um, a promo uh, email thing. And then the uh, YouTube one has no ads. It just goes up, and then whatever ads YouTube ads they added. Okay. It. As for on it, I took some of the on it. How you feeling? I think I'm feeling, I don't know. I'm, maybe the, the whiskey is canceling it out. <laughs> or maybe I'm just normal. Nah, I'm feeling a little drunk. I'm good. Yeah, I, it's not going to help the drunk too much. Maybe it'll help you uh, formulate sentences. Meanwhile, the word formulate came out very clumsily. Some of my <laughs> formulate. You ever been to uh, Israel? No. Have you? No. Mm. I got offered a gig in Israel. Don't go. In June. I'm Why not? I'm reactionary. I don't know. <laughs> you should go. I took for it. sure. You took it. I took the gig. Um, when is it for? It was supposed to be in June. It's supposed to be. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> I, I unearthed the lead. But still an interesting story. I So I took this gig in Israel, in Tel Aviv, only because my ex-girlfriend... Is Israeli? Is Israeli. Oh, my God. And so I'm thinking... Did she ever fuck you with a machine gun in your mouth? <laughs> no. She's not real. What the... <laughs> <laughs> and so she's Israeli, and I'm thinking, hey, maybe she want to come on this trip with me. Right. You know what I mean? Crazy. So I'll take this. I'll take this Go gig to the over here. And, uh, Woo. and then I took the gig. Turns out she was mad because she was like, you didn't go to Tel Aviv with me when we were together. (laughs) So now I got this gig in Tel Aviv that's not even routed with anything else. And then I started getting these uh, tweets from people. Why are you going to Tel Aviv? Do you know what they're doing to the Palestinian people? You are supporting genocide. I'm like, (sighs) I was just trying to get back on my (laughs) ex-girlfriend. And he's like, you are... 
supporting hate or the supporting the Zionist. I'm like, I didn't know. I just heard it was dope beaches. <laughs> uh, and so I was getting all these, and they were like, why? Why would you do this? Join these other artists that are boycotting Israel. Is that common? Uh, is it, boy, I think it was like Talib. I think it's it's a bunch of other people that won't tour. Vanilla Ice, Vanilla Ice, Val, Vanilla Ice, uh, Craig Zappa, uh, yeah, <laughs> Craig yeah, Mac, yeah, yeah, Craig Mac, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, G Dep, uh, Lil Wayne, a lot of people. Bette Midler won't go over there. Oh my God! Bet. But yeah, so it was just funny getting all of these angry political tweets I'm like, okay that is fucked up what's going on over there but that's not can i be sympathetic and also maybe do this gig i ended up canceling mm. the gig but not because of the tweets and the anger uh just because I, I booked a movie that conflicted <laughs> with it <laughs> the movie was more important than the motherland but let me ask you this honestly if the girl was going to go with you yeah you, you knew you're going to get your freak on would you have taken the gig over the movie or would you, or you have broken her heart and not taken her back to the motherland I would have taken her back another time. Another time. Yeah, Good yeah. move. A gentleman. See? Not, it's over, bitch. Sorry. You missed it. I'm on Fast and the Furious 56. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a girl, I'd be so pissed if a dude broke my crazy trip to Israel for Fast and the Furious 56. <laughs> to like, do three, fuck you. To do three lines in it. <laughs> fuck you and fuck Vin Diesel. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you get run over by a charger. <laughs> and... <sighs> that's a good move though take her another time yeah I mean we'll but see. did you guys communicate afterwards did you settle down the, the issue that you never took her to get to Israel while you guys were together I don't think together? we settled I don't think that it's some issues mm. you, uh, you can't settle down and you just work on what you can work on again let me bring this up recreational outrage and let me pose a scenario okay, okay. here's a scenario you two are living in a cave Okay, and a bear just ate her sister, mm -hmm. and you you guys saw it, and you escaped, and you 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 fought off the bear's friends with a spear, and you made it to the Wait, top. The bear's of the cave. friends are living five hundred thousand years ago, Hannibal. Okay, five hundred thousand years. Friends are other bears, other bears. Why did you just say other together? bears instead of the bear's know. friends? Because I'm making it up as I go along. Because it made it sound like when you said the bear's friends, it made it sound like it could be like a giraffe or like some That's other animals. That's a good. There's other bears. I don't think bears are friends with anything they can eat. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but I just, just assumed bears friends. It's other bears. It's another. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You make right. a really good point. Yeah. So managing to save this girl from mm -hmm. being predated upon right, right. by these uh, monsters, these giant monsters. You fight them off, mm -hmm. and you get her up to a top cave. You carry her over your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. You lay her down on the, the both skins. Unscathed. Yes, unscathed, but her sister's dead. Yeah. And you, you, you lay her down on the skins of a bear that you have also killed yourself with yeah. a fucking spear. In a separate situation. In a separate situation. So this is all clean yeah. and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's not going to complain about you not taking her to the motherland, to Israel, right. when you guys were dating. She's not going to yeah. give a fuck. Right. Because the stakes are much higher. Yeah. This is just, you, you, you're a hero. You've yeah. saved her physical entity. You've saved yeah. her soul from passing on to the next generation of doubt, this beyond land where yeah. no one knows what the fuck is really going on. Mm. You get glimpses if you take mushrooms. You stick your head and you pop it back, and you're never really quite sure whether or not what you saw, what, whatever you saw was real. Right. Then you would fuck her on that fucking rug. But meanwhile... I don't think I'd fuck... Because her sister just died. Yeah, you would. You, 
you you'd fuck her, you'd be happy. She'd be happy for saving her life. And yeah. Maybe not her sister. How about her cousin? How about her cousin who was kind of cunty? Yeah. Her cousin who was fat and big and she had giant ankles and she hated her her whole life because she had shitty genetics. She's got pink hair. She likes to bully small boys. How about that girl? Maybe. I mean, you know, you'd have to ask her. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was the case in the in the cave people community? There was this one girl who was like a cock blocker. She had rules. She's like, I can't fuck you because my <laughs> friends tell we all have a rule. When we go back to a room, we just we just can't do it. You can't fuck a guy. Not on the first date. Not on the first date. Only after he's built at least seven fires for you. <sighs> yeah. So sad. So sad people not being able to be themselves because they met so many people along the way that weren't themselves and they're like, God damn it, I can't show you yet. Yeah. I can't take off my kabuki mask and show you the soul of the eternal self. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I do. I Sometimes I, I uh, <laughs> this, uh, there was this waitress at the, uh, uh, I was staying at the Vidara. They I got to smoke a joint. This restaurant. This is a good story, I can tell. And, and she was uh she was beautiful and i was hanging out with uh my friend in vegas that she's cool with you know i can openly talk about other women with her well she was like yeah she's beautiful like, yeah she's beautiful and this waitress she was so aka lesbian <laughs> i don't know if that's the word but this waitress <laughs> was so beautiful you ever meet a waitress I Wait. feel like I'd be, she'd be playing like the Superfly soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put that out. <clears throat> well, you ever meet a waitress where you say she, you shouldn't be a waitress? Like, was she? It wasn't about her looks. She just had a sort of composure to her, just kind mm -hmm. of restrained. Yeah, she was beautiful, but still just super. She doesn't know yet that people will look at you weird if you're a waitress. <laughs> That's what it is. She's dude. a young person who doesn't understand. And if she's lucky, she meets a guy it, like Hannibal Burr who doesn't judge her for the fact that she's Yo, dangerous. I when when she brought me the bill, I wanted to say Let's get out of here. I want to say, what are your dreams and how can I help with them? Wow. <laughs> Did you say it? No, I didn't say you know that. Why I can't say it. You why? know why? Because we don't hang out enough. What? If I was right next to you, I'd be like, dude, it was daytime. To me. Let this shit go. Who Here's gives what? a fuck? It was yeah. Who gives a fuck? Do you miss her? I uh, I don't miss her. No. Uh, but Do you know where she is? I know she's in she's in Vegas. How long ago was this? This was uh, this was yesterday. You should go back. <laughs> this is yesterday fly in back. Vegas. Our, our and, work uh, here is done. <laughs> fly back. <laughs> but you know why I didn't? Because uh, she she knew who I was, and you know why I was I had to say I didn't want her having to <laughs> sit. With my weird energy for the rest. She had to work her shift after my weird, intense energy on her. So I didn't want to leave that stink on her for the rest of the day. Oh. Also, that might be me overestimating my effect on people. Mm. But you That's know what I mean? That's very honest of you. Yeah. Yeah. Because she don't need that. Right. That's really honest. Again, kudos. A plus. A plus for handling that weirdness. Yeah, what do you do? I mean, maybe she wasn't into you at all. She might she not have been into me. She's just really funny. Yeah, yeah which is the case nice. most of the time. A lot of the time. A lot of the time. Women just are just fans. Funny. They don't want nothing else besides yep. that. And that's a fine, too, right? I get, I get. To, sometimes girls hop in a DM on Instagram, and they'll say, hey, you want to meet up, uh, have a drink? And I'll just, uh, sometimes, I, depending on my mood, i say, you trying to get the pipe? <laughs> <laughs> 
Just to <laughs> Just to see what the tone is, you know? Cause that's what uh that's a that's a reference to uh J.R. Smith, the basketball player. Like some girl posted up uh Is that what he said? She yeah. Some girl posted up his DMs. So I'll say that sometimes. Also, oh, he's just, a man amongst men. Hey, how about him for president? <laughs> Run, sir. Run. But I'll just say that sometimes because also I don't want. It's funny. I think that's. Right. I, also, I think it's whack for a girl to just come in my DM. Yeah, that's. Uh, oh, wait, my wait. God. That's brilliant. <laughs> so I stole that from him. Oh, really? I just oh, really? Something. What? You trying to get the pipe? <laughs> Holy shit. And that girl blew him up. Yeah, I'm going to the game tonight. Dope. Smiley face, I'm a hoe. Look, how weird is it? You could see him, but her face is blurred out. Yeah. We should all be able to like see both parties. If you want to put this up, you can't hide in darkness. We should be able to know who you are, too. That's a weird thing to do. But, uh, yeah, so, so I'd like to set the tone sometimes just right. to see. Cause I like that word, uh, too. Also, because girls will hit me regular style and just say, hey, you want to grab drinks? What? You just hit me up the same way you talk to your friend? Mm. Hey, you want to grab drinks? Oh, there hey, she is. say something better to me. Pretty. I'm mm. a famous comedian. Say something clever. Do something. Send a pic of your pussy or some your titties or something. Jesus. Don't just say you want to grab drinks. Like, this is, a, this, is not a, this is not a normal situation. If it was normal, you wouldn't be hitting me like this. Mm. So say something better. I see your point. But they let's, don't want to. Let's think about they, their point. Let's think about point. their point. I know what their point is. They want to play okay. casual. They want to play cool. They want to keep some innuendo and keep it subtle. And I get that. And sometimes I play along with that shit, shit too and say, "Sure, let's grab a drink. Uh, let's grab a drink." And I go right. through it with it, and then when everything goes down, right? How I wanted to go down. But sometimes I'm like, I just want to hear you say it. I want to see you say it. Right. I, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. You're saying that you have sexual attraction to them, and you want to be sure. If this shit goes any further, that this isn't just some weird celebrity thing. Which it ends up being something. Because sometimes right. they'll be like, no, I don't want to fuck. I just want to hang out with one mm -hmm. of the funniest guys around. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? I'm only in this town for a night. I don't want to have <laughs> drinks with a fan, just casual, platonic-ass <sighs> drinks. Uh, I, I think you should value my time mm. more than that. Or, here's the other, po the other possible point of view. They don't understand why they're even attracted to you. They just know they are. Yeah. They know that there's some funny going on. They know that, 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 that you're hilarious. They know that you're smart as fuck. They're drawn to you. They're confused. They can't believe they're in contact with a celebrity. Well, they're not necessarily. I have to accept Canadian. the DM. I know, but they're it's, in contact with you. They're in contact. It's but see, a lot of times, and I, it's something that I've accepted, that sometimes they just want to hang out for the fucking brag. Mm. This one chick. <laughs> I think... Yo, in, At in, in Athens, Georgia, I use <laughs> I use date naps sometimes, and uh, I use Bumble. Bumble. What is your profile so we can get you laid? It's just uh, I deleted it actually recently. Oh, girls, just because I was like, settle what am down, I? girls. I deleted it because I was like, <laughs> uh, this is too much. There's too much going on. Here. So this chick in Athens, uh, Athens, Georgia, Athens, Georgia, just come through the room. I think that's where Forrest Griffin's from. She come through the room about. I never met her. I uh, she come through the hotel like four. We go over to the hotel bar, grab a beer, come right to the room. It's kind of stiff and awkward, but she's kind of there for it. And uh, end up having it. We have sex, 
and uh, it's pretty quick. <laughs> She's about to leave the room. And I'm like, all right, see you later. I got, like, towel around my waist. She's like, uh, can we take a picture real quick? I'm like, no! <laughs> wow. Not getting a fucking post-sex selfie with me. Post-groupie sex selfie. What, are you, what world do you live in? You just fucking take this story with you and get out of here. Wow. Not getting a selfie. But I make bad decisions all the time. I feel like we should have a commercial break. <laughs> I don't know how to do one yet. We can't splice in commercials. <laughs> you know, I think uh, it's hard being a groupie, just like it's hard being Hannibal Burris. It's, it, I, it's hard. It's hard being a person. It's, it's hard, hard being a person. Navigating these waters. It's, 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 it's weird waters for, for everybody. And I get mm-hmm. I get the energy is bad. So, not bad, but just this... Uh, you know what's weird, it's a different man? Thing. Here's what's weird. People don't even know why they're attracted to certain people. They don't understand it. You know, and they try to quantify it. I think, uh, you know, there's some people that are attracted to people in weird ways, and they, they almost want to test the waters. I want to meet you, Hannibal. I, I don't think it's even, you. I don't think it's attracting. I think it's, I think it's just straight up. Sometimes it's attractive, and then sometimes it's just straight up. Your personal television, your personal stage. It could be that. You ever hit a the? But there, are a lot of them are like really young. You know, if a person's twenty four years old, how much do they really understand completely about their motivations? Right. You know, or when someone's twenty two, what, what you're doing a lot of times is almost like on instinct, and then you're sort of self correcting as you go along. You know. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. You just do. I mean, I mean, I still occasionally make decisions where I'm like, what the? Yeah, of course. You're why, did I, why did I let that person in Plus, my apartment? You I drink. Should, I should have gotten the hotel room. It's the drinking. Drinking. God damn it. We're drunk right now. I'm going to say I'm drunk yet. Yeah. We're, we're buzz. Buzz. These are big ass drinks I poured. Yeah. This is really not smart. Put this on the internet. Yeah, we're about to. <laughs> We're about to get memed up, man. Memed right. up and clipped up. I trust you. Clip it up. We can handle this together. They're gonna say we're gonna be pilot and co-pilot. Misogynist Just... comedian Hannibal Burris. <laughs> you know what you are, dude. You're unfiltered, <laughs> and everybody wants to be unfiltered, but nobody wants unfiltered. Yeah, it's not nobody wants unfiltered, but there's a lot of people that don't want unfiltered, and they want you to think that nobody wants unfiltered. Yeah. Like, you're not saying anything that I wouldn't expect you to say if we were alone and the microphones were off. Right. If you and I were hanging out at the comedy store, we'd have the same conversation. I'd be laughing the exact same way. That's- Actually, we wouldn't because there'd be a bunch of other comedians ear hustling. <laughs> and I wouldn't talk. <laughs> and this- you don't trust them, but you'll tell it online. Well, you know what it is? It's not, it's not, I'm more, like, this doesn't, it does seem, it seems, even though obviously it's way more people listening and, and watching, but it's more about the visual of other people like you know, you having a conversation with somebody, and then but you feel other people that's not part of the conversation yeah. looking. Well, that feels more unnatural to me than doing this. You know what I'm saying? I agree a thousand percent. Yeah, and it probably doesn't make any sense. It doesn't to make the person any that's sense on the outside. It doesn't make any sense at all. It. That's why it's like. I think like it's not their fault if someone's hanging around us. Well, uh, there's been situations like that before, where someone is like weaseled 
into a conversation between me or you or me. It was me and Diaz and some other dude the other night. And this mm. guy came up to us and just sandwiched his way into a conversation in the kitchen. Yeah. I'm like, how'd you get back here? Like, why? Well, come on, man. Like, but part of me, part of me thinks like if I was that guy, how would I do it? Right. Like, what do you do? If you walk up, you know, you, you, you're at the comedy store, you're supposed to go left to take a leak mm. and you go right. And you're into the kitchen, and Joey Diaz is talking to Ari Shafir and Hannibal, and you guys are all hanging out, and hilarious fucking stories are being told, right? And you just want to stand there and stare. Yeah, you want to. I mean, you want to listen do it. to it. I would do I would it right now. Do it. I would do it right now. If those guys hated me, if for some reason those guys <laughs> wouldn't be my friends anymore, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I did, but damn, I got to find a hole in this vent so I could listen in on them talk, dude. And uh. One of the weirdest interactions I had with a fan, which I have a lot because I go out a lot and go drinking, and, and so I'm super exposed all the time. Uh, but I was in Chattanooga last year. We played this uh, it was venue. And we go out afterwards, me, my tour, Al Jackson, uh, my boy Marcus, a couple girls we met, and... Um, we go to this bar. Nice bar. Not that many people there. Maybe 12, 15 people in the whole bar. And it's big. It's pool tables over on this side. Bar is here. They had these wings. They had these smoked wings that I was eating. Maybe the best wings I've had. Ever? Like, top five. Ever? Easy. Like, I'm crushing them. It was a spiritual experience. What's so good about them? They just were well made. They were grilled. Mm. They were cooked well. I wish I remember the name of this, mm. but it was the wings were so good. Grilled. I'm just killing these wings. Marinated. Just in the zone. Maybe marinated. They had good sauce. Hot. You like spicy? I do like spicy. Me I don't too. remember if the, but I'm destroying these wings. Like I'm in the zone. Like it's it's like I'm like if it was, if it was NBA Jam, I was on fire. I was, and then this dude comes up, man. Hey, I was at the show. Uh, can I take a picture with you? I said, Yeah, man. Just. Uh, I'm eating wings, right? I'm eating right now. Let's give me a few minutes. I'm happy to take a picture. He's like, "Come on, man, let me take a picture." I was just told, "Man, I'm eating right now. Let me let me just finish eating." And he said, "Would you rather me take a wing or take a picture?" And I said, "I'd rather you get the fuck out of my face right now." <laughs> I told you, because like, he pushed. He was, it was right. it wasn't a crowded bar. It wasn't right. like a meet and greet. Right. I told him I, I was happy to take a picture with him afterwards. Just let me finish. My, I had sauce all over my hands and shit. It's like, yeah, give it's it a few reasonable. minutes. very reasonable. Give me a few minutes. He, he acts cool. He acts cool and, and um, reasonable about it and shit. But, and, you know, who, literally I know he's doing a bunch about it. So on the other side of the bar, it's another bigger space with the, where the bathroom is. So I go to the bathroom and I step out. Uh, coincidentally, who's at the bathroom? Oh this no! I walk. He don't say nothing. I walk past him, and then it's a it's a long space. It's before you get to the entrance to the bar again. And I get there. He's standing by the bathroom door. He yells, "Thought you were cool, Hannibal. Thought you were cool. You act like an asshole. I paid twenty five dollars for your show. You you acting like you're Dave Chappelle or some shit." And Dave was, Chappelle and Kevin Hart. And, and how many days span between stories? It's a lot, it's a, it's, they're far apart from each other, but it's a go-to when people want to try to diss you yeah. and try to bring up a if bigger comedian. Dave, I'd be you pissed right you, now. You think you're Dave. How come the old story is me, motherfucker? Right, right. Basically, he said, hey, if Dave Chappelle was mean to me, 
yeah. <laughs> when I had kept bothering him while he was eating, I'd get it. But you, you have oh to give me God, your time. That's hilarious. You did your day, man. I was like, fuck you. You paid for a show. <laughs> you didn't pay for a fucking meet and greet. I told you I'd take the fucking picture with you after I was done eating and you kept pressing me. And so he he bitched about the twenty five dollars or whatever. Now nah, I'm like sitting stewing, man, about I'm at the bar like this motherfucker. I told him I'd take a picture with this bar and even crowded. It would have been easy to take a picture with him if he just fucking relaxed. And then I I fucking take twenty five dollars out of my pocket. I ball it up, he's over at the pool table, I woke up and I throw it at him. <laughs> like, take your money back if that's what you wanted. And then he pick, he throws it back at me, and I ball it up, hit him in the face with it. Oh, my goodness. And then they were ready to fight. And I was ready to fight the dude, but then his If friend, I was there while this was all going on, I'd be like, where's the exit? <laughs> okay. Who's wearing clothes where I can't tell if they have a gun? <laughs> and then his Fuck friend. What is going on? Did his friend. I was ready to punch dude, actually. And then his friend pulled out a, a camera phone, like, oh, your publicist is going to love this. And I'm like, I guess we're not fighting it. Wow, you're ready to fight. I was ready to fight. Bucks? It wasn't about the 25 bucks. It was about... It's about it, the words? About the just talking shit and just acting like I wasn't... I was being totally chill and chill and, and saying, hey, I will. Let me finish. Let me finish eating. Fucking wipe my hands. I'm happy to take a picture with you. And he kept pressing me. And then he, he popped off afterwards after I thought we settled it. Yeah. I know what you mean, man. Um, From someone who's been interrupted while you're eating, it is annoying. But I've always tried to try to figure out, like, well, okay, what is, what's the difference between how weird it is for me to be for, eating for, for someone to come up to me? Than I've it is gotten for better them. at that too yeah. over time. Where I, I put myself, it's weird in the spot, and I and I'm nice, and I remember, and I remember what it is to them for them to to ask for that. Yeah, listen, man, I got a man crush on Anthony Bourdain, and every time I hang around with him, I feel goofy. <laughs> This is just a fact. Yeah. I just like him. I right. like. I think I like the way he thinks. I like his balls. The guy takes up jujitsu when he's fifty-eight years old. Yeah, you know, and uh, like, I think in in certain situations, you, you have to understand that like the way you feel around someone is uh, affected by your respect for them, and sometimes it gets weird. Right, you know, like if a dude comes up to you, he's like, "Hey, Hannibal, think I got a picture." And you're like, I'm eating right now, man. Relax. And like, they don't even know what the fuck they're saying. You know, like if if I'm a Hannibal fan and I walk up and you got a mouthful of wings, I'm like, just just real quick, let's just take this picture. I'll get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I can't believe I took this chance. But I, t- I was like, I told I him, yeah. I mean, but I, I get that side of it, and that's why I wish yeah. I didn't uh, react like that, and I and I, I wish I, I I kept it chill, and what I do. More often now, but so it's just, I don't know. Well, that's people... good. What you just said is beautiful. I do more often now. So you're yeah. thinking about I it. I think about I'm, I'm yeah. aware of it when people come up to me and just, uh, and I, I just remember what it is that, that, and that it is a, a, a privilege that they, you know, support my work and, and try to just give them that moment versus, but it's well, listen, even still, some sometimes motherfuckers are genuinely right. rude. Yep. And sometimes people can be entitled, and mm-hmm. sometimes people uh, don't care if you're talking to three women. <laughs> they will. That's true. They will bust true. that shit up. You're right. I mean, it's one of the things about life. You never know who you're going to run into. You can uh, run into someone that's just goofy. Yeah, but <clears throat> no, it's a. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting it's just an interesting lens, man. 
it's a it's an interesting lens not just for you um but also for for me to look through what you're talking about but for other people too as well you know i think uh we're we're all doing this weird thing man we're all just surviving in this strange life that's temporary mm. if we're lucky we get a hundred years if you're lucky but the last that's few super years, lucky that's super du- super, super lucky, lucky. For the last few years, he was just hanging on. Yeah. Just hanging on, just waiting to get weary enough so you let go and slip into the abyss. Yeah. I try to keep the perspective, especially in this business. Where, like, this, is a maybe, this is a limited moment. This is a limited time. But There's it's not. Be- it's not. I hate when people like you say that. What? I, th- I think I was talking about this last You're time. You're funny too. as fuck, dude. You're not going anywhere. I hate when someone who's fucking you know what pisses me off, Jim Norton. If you listen to me, you cunt. Stop telling me. Stop. Stop telling me you're worried about the future. Stop it. You're fucking awesome. I hate when awesome people don't know they're awesome. You know, relax, bitch. But even Jim Norton, you're fucking amazing. It's hilarious. Yeah. You have to. You don't have a goddamn thing to worry about. There's going to be people going to see Jim Norton for the end of time, and I'm one of them. And I feel the same way about you. I don't know. I mean, I just. I think uh, seven years, seven more years. Hotels got hotels on the brain. Seven more years. <laughs> stocks. You know what? You do stocks mm. though. A little bit. <clears throat> I do. Uh, Really intelligent Jewish gentlemen who handle your money, so because you're too fucking stupid to do it. That's what I do. I, uh, I, uh, I, big fan of the Jews. I had they had put some those those people, the With money you? people. They had put uh, a lot of my money in mutual funds. Then I looked up what a mutual fund is, where other people buying stocks for. And I, I don't, I don't like that. Mm, but cash out my mutual funds, and I want to pick my own stocks. Well, if you're really into owning hotels and picking stocks, I understand. Me, I'm not into that. <laughs> you know a company I like? Is this company called Catapult Sports? That do they do wearable GPS technology? Ooh. Um, the Golden State Warriors use them. Some other pro teams use them. Like, what are you wearing? Like a vest or something? It's like for practice and, and different training, they, they track athletes' performance. Whoa. Uh, so they track... Nice... The... How crazy is that? Uh, they're tracking people from a satellite, how fast they're moving? Just different... I mean, I can't get into the super specifics of it. Uh, Mark Cuban invested in them 2014. I uh, I found them on accident... When I was looking up, I was looking up some pharmaceutical company called Catalyst, and I, for some reason, my brain put Catapult. Then I found this company, started looking it up. You found them by accident. And I found them on accident, started looking it up, and I, uh, I invested in them kind of heavily. That's a very stock. good move, dude. You want to be my manager? <laughs> <laughs> and so that now, is a really you. You got super, super fortunate. That's like a, a crazy but typo. But uh, yeah, it, it, and I, I, it was recent. It's about two months ago. And anytime I call my stock guy, I, I keep up in my position in him. And I call him and say, "Hey, put uh, give me twenty five thousand more on on catapult." Damn. And then he was like, "Hey, well, let's uh, give me a call real quick." 
<laughs> uh, you can't just text him. No, he, he just like wants to talk me through. Mm. It. Like, yeah, hey, you sure you you got a uh, lot? Of, you got a lot in catapult listen, already. Listen, uh, you sure you want to do catapult? On one individual what about type. That, what about that other stock I told you about? You sure you that stock is doing way better now? I'm like, hey, let's just do. I like catapult, man. Dude, you just blew catapult the fuck up. I like what you just did. I think it's a solid. I mean, but I I wouldn't. I've told friends about it. They like it too. I just it's it's still early in the company, and they so, they they got offices in in the states too. They based in Australia. And I think uh, if I don't know what the fuck it is, explain it to me. What does it mean? Wearable GPS technology. Now, if I'm an idiot and I'm I'm hearing that, I'm like, okay. So you're using a satellite to track the movement of people. They're tracking on Earth. the performance, like of, heart rate. So, uh, workload, yeah, steps. speed. It's all done through like what an ankle bracelet. Like what do you what do you put on them? I think that chest. How do you well, how do you know what the exertion is? Is it a vest? Yeah. Oh, it's a vest. Is it? Yeah. Okay. There's a little picture of it right that. Here. May- oh, this guy. Oh, oh, that's what you were showing me earlier. Yeah. Oh, that's different. Okay, that makes sense. This dude just got like a a chest harness. Which I'm sure could measure, I don't know, like energy. What would it measure? If it's, how does something on your chest measure what you're doing with your legs? Like, how do those uh, iPhone apps measure your strides and how many uh, steps you take in they, miles? They can do it off of like uh, there's a it's not easy math, but they can tell how far if like if you're six foot, they know how long like the, the oh you enter your hit, height like and. The, Whatever it's called, the little oh, interesting cyclometer. Hmm. I'm thinking of the right word, but, uh, but so it's not necessarily tracking you through GPS. This one might be. I don't know. This one just, is yeah. right. Isn't that the premise be- think so. behind this one? I mean, how do you know how they do it in the UFC where they're tracking how much, how many feet they're running around the octagon? Dude, that's a good question. Fight? They don't have a GPS shit on yeah. them. They, they're probably following them with like a tracer. Yeah. Maybe a dude. Uh, it's his job mm. to follow each person with. Uh, I mean, I would do that. But you know what, man? That that statistic is interesting, and I, I, I support the chasing of the data to try to figure out how much someone moves. But it's not that important. It's not that important. Yeah. It's weird. It's getting super specific because it doesn't necessarily uh, – it's, it's a statistic. It's interesting. Yeah. Just shouldn't dwell on it. So these dudes that are playing soccer, they, ma- they, they, they monitor all that too, like – how much each team runs and all that shit. Yeah, like they just in football, they just like recently over the last couple of years stopped hitting in practice. Not more because they found out about concussions and whatnot, but it's also added technology. And like uh, when I was at Cowboys training camp last week, there was a guy telling me they brought in 8K cameras for when Tony Romo was hurt, so he could sit in a truck in the back of practice and watch real time football practice with a headset on, like VR stuff. Oh wow! Oh, shit! And and so he could see the real see speed that and how. Yeah, yeah. that's and still insane. give advice on what was going on. He was hurt for the last eight weeks or whatever the year, and that, they don't oh. have it all the time because it's really expensive to run right now still. But they still had three D three sixty cameras running around following the the players. Uh, Lots yeah, of crazy stuff. Just shout for, out to uh, the dude from the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Who is it? What's his name? Uh, Charles that drives the Hall Charles, of Fame Charles, he hooked it up. Yeah, he gave cool. me a card to give to Jamie. He's like, I know Jamie's a football fan. Let's make it happen. Gridiron. <laughs> They're doing that for the UFC, too. They're just trying different things out. 360 video. There's new technology. It'll be Dude, there's going to be virtual reality happen. where you're going to be able to like be Nick Diaz as he fights against Conor McGregor. You're going to yeah. be able to look through each fighter's eyes. 
They're going to figure out a way to do it. Can you imagine? Just a little chip. You just need it. What, what chip you got, Jamie? I got the S18. Oh, man, you should have waited for the 19. I know, yeah. I know, but I'm pretty happy with the 18. I mean, it's uh, it doesn't take as much battery life. I got 360-degree capability. It's just low resolution. It's good. Yeah. It's, we're good. That video game is pretty intense. The the new UFC game on PS8. And I know it sounds like I'm plugging, but it... No, it was cool. We were yelling. Me and my, me and my friend were like, ah! Like it was that intense because it was you know it's parts where you almost about to knock the guy out and yeah. then you, it's it was, a good game it's, it's, a, it's a very good game I had I had fun so I I I can attest to it because uh, I had to do the commentary for that game yeah. like the when you hear that EA sports game that's not commentary from actual fights right that's commentary just me doing pretend and Goldberg yeah. doing pretend and dude we did a fuckload of hours yeah. I mean, it was hours and hours and yeah. hours and hours, and it was a, over a long. And I'm not complaining. I'm just saying you have to the you effort have to involved. say so much stuff. And there's me, man. And oh, they even the... scanned me and they oh, put me in the game. Oh, rolling on a game. Yeah, I'm in the game. You have to um, have a like secret a specific, unlockable. Flow. I gotta have a code. Yeah, like the Konami code. Uh oh. I did this so I can get out of doing more commentary <laughs> because there was so much to do. Damn, I wish I looked that good. There was so much to do. Oh, that's dope, it was con- It was a constant um, grind, but I, I put my eff- my full effort into it. Like I, I really wanted it to be good. I was thinking just if I was a kid and I was playing this game, I would want it to sound like, like a guy really got head kicked. Dude, it's... It's intense, man. Like we, I hear it is, man. It, it, it was, it was a fun. It was, like I, I want to see me get beat the fuck up, just Jamie. I'm a, is it, Jamie showing a video of me about to get my ass kicked by Nick Diaz. Are you uh, get destroyed really fast? I would imagine if the game's realistic. Pull it up. I Come imagine on. Imagine I get fucked the up. People want to see it. <laughs> Wait, but they might have you since you're a secret character. They might yeah, have you. Uh, I got some bullshit skills. They might have you juiced up. I got it doesn't matter. I got some Rogan with skills. The, let me let's hear my because you know I'm super casual fan, so my commentary. Oh, Rogan with the leg kicks. I've never heard this before. Oh, is it? Oh, Rogan with the leg kicks. Ro, Rogan got kicked in the face. Oh, oh, Rogan with the kicks. Diaz is backing up. Rogan missed. Oh, oh, Rogan kicked in the chest. Tattoos accurate. Look at that. Holy shit. Oh. Uh, oh! Uh-oh. Rogan's not caring about the height disadvantage. Uh-oh. 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 Rogan's in danger. Uh-oh. Let's see what Rogan's ground game is like. Not good. Uh, Diaz is about to punch off Rogan in the face. Uh-oh. Some dog shit off my back. Will Rogan be able to pull off a submission from this position? Uh-oh. Rogan is it. Oh, oh. Turn around. It's called a sweep. <laughs> Listen, full mount. Full mount. I let him up. Wow. Rogan, back up. Uh oh. Oh, this should be illegal. Oh, da- Rogan should be illegal to watch back two people fake fight when you know one dude would beat the fuck out of me. Uh-oh. Note I said me, <laughs> so as to not leave any any confusion. Uh-oh. Oh, this is so stupid. Oh, oh I will kick him. Oh, he's about to finish him. Oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. Stop it. He's out. Oh, Ew. shit. Ew, wait. Why do they let me punch him in the head when he was unconscious? Why don't they stop the fight quicker than that? The fake me, rather, and the fake him. How'd that feel? It's weird. It felt weird. You know what bothered me the most? The last two punches. 
Because it wasn't. He was already unconscious. The fake him. That was a good obviously. Kick. Oh. Do you know how hard Nick Diaz would fuck me up? Like, this is an embarrassment to humanity. This is allowed to be a visual hey, image of me beating Nick Diaz's ass. <laughs> I've dunked on LeBron James before, dude. Enjoy that shit, man. <laughs> That's what, that's what, that's what, it's an escape. This is what I want to see. I want to see Nick Diaz versus Conor McGregor. That's what yeah. I want to see. I want to see that more than I want to see anything in life. I wish I had something I to say about that. I want to see more than I want to see the Aurora Borealis, more than I want to go to the Keck Observatory in Hawaii and revisit the Milky Way, more than I want to see any of those things. I want to see Nick Diaz versus Conor McGregor. Yeah. Nick Diaz. Conor McGregor had a cool, his little walk around the ring as he got in. It was awesome. I he was awesome. He He's walked a around bad motherfucker, so much dude. That, with the way he walked around it, when he got in the ring, I didn't think he was going to get punched in the face as much as he did. I mean, well, he still won, but that was a cocky interest. I was like, oh, he about the first round knockout this motherfucker the way he just came in here. Well, I mean, what he's trying to do is just, like, shake it off, put an air out there. But at the end of the yeah. day, he's fighting Nate Diaz. No one's getting no first round knockout. This is going to yeah. be a crazy war. He knew it. And he had to be conservative in that fight. The it's, energy was so crazy. Oh, man. my God. It was insane. It was so, it was, it, I was so Like glad. nothing ever, right? It was so, I'm so glad I went to see it live. Oh, man. So he. Me too. So I'm a, as I, as I said, I'm a casual fan. So there's a couple times where uh, Connor knocked him to the ground. Mm hmm. But Connor doesn't want to do ground game with him. At right. All, right. Because he would, he, he would knock him to the to. ground. Right. He and then he was, he was, he would tell him to come up. Right. Where I would think, normally for my lack, not that much, you know, MMA knowledge, I would think once you knock somebody to the ground, you try to go in. With those hammer fists, or you whatever. could, you yeah. could. However, if you do that with a guy like Nate Diaz, he yeah. might not be hurt at all. Right, especially when you consider the fact that uh, he Connor threw a bunch of like really powerful left leg kicks, mm -hmm. and he had fucked up Nate's right leg because yeah. because of the fact they're both southpaw. What what happens is like that back leg uh, becomes the front leg, so the right leg is in front, right? Mm. And he's just getting chewed up with this left power leg kick like, yeah. right from the beginning, like over and over and over and over again. When when you get hit with a bunch of like really powerful leg kicks like that, it makes it super difficult for you to move. Right. You know, and then Connor just fought a smooth, smart game plan. You know, he um he engaged from the outside where his speed was an advantage and did some damage, but didn't unload himself like he did in the first fight. In the first fight he did that too, but yeah. then he unloaded himself. And Nate survived, and when he survived, Connor's gas tank was empty. Right. So this time, Connor was way more conservative. Yeah, I'll see. He would run away a little. No, mm -hmm. run, but he would run. He back would run to, away. No, you could you could say it. He would yeah. run away. He yeah, ran. A, the, he ran away. But when he was on the cage, okay. when he get close to the cage, yeah. he would run it and, and make it more into the center. And man, it's okay. You know, people are mad that he ran away. How can you win when you move away? Because no, looks, sometimes I mean, you you take a break. Yeah. Sometimes you take a break. He knows there's three more minutes in the round. He's got. He he knows there's. I mean, I don't know when it was. There, was. there was a couple moments in time where he totally turned away from him. But then he engaged. Yeah, he did. it wasn't like he was running the whole time. He was just, when he found himself in a compromising position, he, was, he would get out of it. It's interesting. It's an interesting thing to do. You, a guy's trying to kick your ass. You're like, I'm going to go over here for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's something funny about it, you know? It seems like a good move. It's the right move. Yeah. When, you're, when you don't feel like you can fight right now. What do you want to do? Stand in there like a man and take it on the chin, pussy. Yeah. Come on, pussy. Get in there. If you don't yeah. feel like 
you can breathe. Maybe you should move away and breathe. Otherwise, yeah. some dude could punch you in the body and you can go down. It's like it's not a smart move yeah. to stand in there if you feel tired. How many fights do you think happen amongst the audience, audience members? Cause I s- Way less than you would think. I saw this girl. She was fighting her boyfriend or something. Oh, I don't even know if it was a boyfriend, but she was choking him and she was going crazy. He And she had walked away and she came back to him. And then... uh she was blonde and sort of looked uh, lightly like Ronda Rousey. I posted it on Snapchat. Like, Ronda Rousey out here tripping. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, and then some MMA Twitter posted. Apparently, Ronda oh Rousey is at that. I'm like, God. no, don't you? It's not Ronda Rousey. Wouldn't be running crazy. <sighs> and because it, it's a video of you, don't really see the face, but you see security chasing some blonde woman. <laughs> That is so stupid. Like, uh, apparently, <laughs> Hannibal spotted Ronda Rousey. Apparently, he's the only one that spotted her. <laughs> Nobody else took. That's hilarious. Yeah, that was, is so stupid. That event was. It was had a good time. Man. Meanwhile, she's like one of the the last women that you would ever want to fight, like at a gas station. You know, like yeah. Ronda Rousey. She would throw you in your fucking head yeah. on the concrete. Yeah. It's ter- It's terrifying to have women like that out there. They could just beat your ass, Hannibal. It's terrifying. I don't like it. Whenever, whenever I'm at the UFC and somebody gets kicked in the face, Whoa. I just always I just think about how disappointed I'd be if I got kicked in the face. What did I do in my life? Why is somebody kicking me in the face? Even especially, I mean, you've never been kicked in the face. Never ever? just been kicked in the face. Mm. Especially like that's why. I, I'm glad I didn't fight that guy, and I'm glad I don't, I don't, you know, put myself in situations where I gotta fight a stranger. Because you never know. Where I'm just, if if I was to be fighting, I'm trying to throw hands poorly. But if somebody just kicked me in the face, I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know you were gonna do that. This Donald Cerrone combination, goddamn, that's beautiful. Oh, that left, great. right, left, high kick, boom. Yeah, and he God just turned damn. his back. That is Matrix shit. Donald Cerrone lives in the fucking Matrix. Dude. Right now at 170. So... He's coming on the podcast next week, Jamie. He's oh. here on next Tuesday. I'm going to fucking convince him live on the internet. Don't drop down from 170. And 170 is a fucking wizard. Who the hell is stopping Rick's story Dude. like this? Oh, man. Donald Cerrone's a fucking wizard. He's a wizard at 170. If It felt, it felt kind of barbaric or... Archaic, but when you have money on somebody and they're beating the shit out of somebody else and you're winning, it's a different type of emotion. Like when he, when Cerrone started fucking that dude up, I stood up like, wow. You were in there with him. I was in there. I was in there with him for a fucking couple thousand dollars. Hell yeah, I was with him. I was in there from fucking. I appreciate your loyalty, first of all, to both Onnit and Donald Cerrone. <laughs> Dope. And then uh, Johnson. Uh, I bet on Johnson right before the fight started. I was like, Oof. I bet on him. What were the odds? He was minus 250. So uh, That's pretty reasonable, yeah. considering how hard he hit. And he won it so fast, so oh my I, God. I bet he on him. Won it. We think it's, somebody told me, I have to research it. Please do. Was that the fastest knockout in the history of the light heavyweight division? It was 13 seconds or took something. Took me longer like to place my bet. Dude, uh, he hit so dude, hard. That happened so fast. I was like, what? He hit so hard. It happened so quick. When Glover started pressuring him, 
like when, when I score a fight or, or rather uh, commentate a fight, when I watch something like that, I'm like, okay, what can Glover do and what can Rumble do? We know Rumble has awesome stand-up skills. We know he had a college wrestling background. We know he's really powerful. And he's probably the hardest hitter ever. So what can Glover do? He's really technical. He can survive a storm. Maybe he could take him down. Maybe he can get him into deep water. So he starts out super aggressive, bobbing and weaving Tyson style. And one haymaker... One haymaker uppercut. So third Ryan Jimmo, third wow, seven seconds. God damn Ryan Jimmo. Uh rest in peace, Ryan Jimmo. He just died recently. That, got run over by a car in Canada. Oh shit. <sighs> James Irvin, the Sandman, eight seconds. Who did he fight? And then Johnson. Rumble Johnson. Dude, that gamble to gamble on that. Mm. And to have it happen that fast, that's like fucking craps almost. They, of. <laughs> they should put like a 30-second over-under on Summer Rumble's fights. Does like, he, is, literally yeah. a 30-second. Because he's so scary right now. He's so scary. He hits guys in a totally different way. It's like um, he knows something that nobody knows about how to hit people. Because this dude, what was that guy's record that he fought? 25 and oh, 4? Houston Up Alexander, in- 8 seconds. That's what, right. What was the guy Johnson Fox record? Was it twenty five? Like he was a elite fighter. Right? Oh, Glover is beyond elite. Glover's fought for the title. Yeah, he he had a five round fight with um, John Jones. Went to the distance. Yeah, so he's one of the best fighters yeah. in the world. Glover is excellent, and that's crazy yeah. that he got got in thirteen seconds. You know what it is, man? There's the human frame. You know, like the skull, the brain, the neck can only take so much. It just can only take so much. And most people can't hit that bell. You know that bell when you go to the carnival and you slam down on that bell Mm. and the the little thing goes up and ding? Yeah. Most people can't make that thing ding in this world. But Rumble Johnson, he can make that thing ding every time with his opening barrage. Yeah. With his uh, first, you know, name the number, 200 punches and kicks, whatever it is. He can knock you the fuck out. The question with a guy like that is, if he gets past that 200 number and the opponent is still there, can he make it through it? Mm. And that's what happened in the Cormier fight. It's like Rumble hit Cormier with everything but the kitchen sink. But Cormier is so fucking tough. He's so tough from being a world-class Olympic wrestler, from a guy who competed all over the world. He's just got this, this, there's like a level of toughness that you can't recreate. And he takes a big bomb but figures out how to scramble and survive. Yeah. And so he makes it into, um, what, what, what round did Cormier submit Rumble? See, the thing about a guy like Rumble, though, is you could submit him once, but once he figures out what you did, and he remembers how much it sucked when you did that to him, mm-hmm. can you do it again? And if you can't do it again, what if he can figure out how to keep it standing? Yeah. What if he could figure out how to keep hitting you with those barrages of heavy bones coming flying at you with perfect technique? He hits yeah. so fucking hard, man. What? <sighs> Third round? Well, I, Cormier took him into deep water, man. What is... Cormier is such a bad motherfucker. Like, where does that come from? You know how some people just... 
naturally fast? Is that mm-hmm. is that just are you just naturally able to hit hard as fuck, or do you punch walls sometimes? You, you can it, definitely was it, was it a get practice? better. You can get better, but yeah. it's a, it's also a natural sort of this is this is force. A, this is the reality of it. Uh, totally objectively, everybody has a ceiling. You mm. can't pass that ceiling. You see certain uh, people that have certain frames, like maybe they have really narrow shoulders and really small hands and really small waist. Right. They, they can't generate the same kind of power that a guy like Rumble Johnson can. Yeah. Or uh, there's a lot of other guys, like a guy like Rampage Jackson can. Yeah. Or a guy like George St. Pierre can. There's, there's certain, like, physiques. Yeah. You know, Elir Latife, you ever see that guy fight? No. Pull this motherfucker up. I think he's fighting Ryan Bader. I say motherfucker with all due respect, sir. He's just tank of a wrestler. Yeah. And you look at that guy's frame, and he just bombs on dudes, knocks them unconscious. But you look at his frame when he's throwing punches, and you just go, okay, that's this is like this is there's levels of athletes, right? right? There's levels of wrestlers, there's re- levels of strikers, and when you see certain dudes, the way they can move their body, mm-hmm. like you ever watch Cirque du Soleil? Yeah. You've seen it live? Seen it live several times. Crazy, shows. right? Yeah, like it's the craziest. Like, it's amazing. You feel like, how the fuck do they do that with their body? Right. You immediately start feeling inadequate with your body. Like, how no, do I- not me. <laughs> That's what I feel. I just, I, I, just like get, I, can't. I just get inspired by the choreography, and I say I need to step my show up. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> See, me, I'm retarded. I think I want to figure out how to do a handstand with one hand while holding a check above me with one hand. So this is, okay. It's a tank. Yeah. So he's a light heavyweight or heavyweight? Light heavyweight, 205. Yeah. Okay. So the point being that a gentleman like oh, this. Only 13 pounds less than me. He's. I'm a light heavyweight. Me and well, him. Me and him. One on, he weighs 205 for about 13 minutes. And then uh, <laughs> he probably goes back up to whatever it is before he starts his cut. But my point being, like, there's like, look at the size of that motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, look at that dude. He's a tank. There's there's limitations of the human frame, and uh, that guy has a different bone structure than Doogie Hauser. Yeah, you know, there's just no denying it. It's or you know, that's a bad example, but you know, there's a lot of guys that are his size that just don't have the kind of advantages that he has bone structure wise. Yeah, physically, like what he can do. There's like a certain amount of horsepower that certain guys have, and you watch them fight. You look, look at that guy. The guy's it's a fucking tank of a man. Brock Lesnar. Perfect example. Guys takes off. How many years did he take off? Like five years at least, six years at least. He fights Mark Hunt. Roids or no roids, whatever the fuck he tested positive for, or yeah. anti-estrogen blockers or whatever he tested. Forget about all that. The fact that this guy was able to fight Mark fucking Hunt after yeah. five or six years of no fighting, just doing pro wrestling, and then win. That's insane. Yeah. You know, I had had a bet in on Mark Hunt, and you had told me... And I didn't know. I told you I'm casual. I'm a casual <laughs> fan. I took Mark Hunt, but I didn't know anything about him. And then uh, he walks out, and I'm like, "Oh shit! This motherfucker is built. <laughs> he's built like me." <laughs> so I, I had a cash bet in, so I did not go on in my book, uh, my online book. This is before the fight started. I'm trying to bet on uh, Brock Lesnar real quick. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! They had already taken the bet down, and I was like, "Oh man, I didn't bet on this guy that's built like me." Brock Lesnar's about to work him out. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing, though. That's it, not necessarily no, it's not true. Necessi- I know it's not necessarily true, but that was my instinct at the time. Like, oh, no. What Brock Lesnar did in uh, taking that amount of time off and then beating a guy like Mark Hunt, 
that's so extraordinary. And he's probably never going to get the credit that he deserves because of the fact that, one, he was a pro wrestler, and then, two, he tested positive for this anti-estrogen blocker, whatever the fuck he took. I don't know what happened. I mean, who knows? It could have been a... It could have been easily been some performance-enhancing formula that he bought from GNC, or it could have been something more insidious. Whatever the fuck it was, the fact that this guy was able to beat Mark Hunt after all those that time off yeah. just shows you what an amazing athlete he really is. Right. There's no way in hell that certain guys are going to catch up to that guy. If that guy just keeps working out, like there's guys that like, if they just keep working out and they stay healthy and they stay fit and they get into the cage healthy and fit with no injuries which is like the primary that's like yeah, yeah, just like you <laughs> there's certain guys that you like you're in a you're in a world of shit if you get a guy like Brock Lesnar into the ring with you and he's not hurt and he's in great shape and he has no injuries you're in a world of shit you're standing in front of a Goliath of a man a guy who has to struggle to diet down to 265 pounds. Yeah. That's not fair, dude. That's what about fair. CM Punk? Is he good or is he making his debut? He's making his UFC debut. But I have to respect that he did a lot of things the right way. He went to uh, Duke Rufus's camp in uh, Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee, rather. Excuse me. Did he oh go to God, Albuquerque? Right now. There's a lot of stuff in Albuquerque. Yeah. There's a lot. No, no. He went to uh, Milwaukee because that's where Duke is. Yeah. Um, it, what, what he did was he went to one of the best gyms in the world, uh, Rufus Sport. He, Ru, Dick, um, his brother, um, this Rick Rufus, who was like a world champion kickboxer that used to be on PKA Karate. And then uh, there's Duke Rufus. Duke Rufus is a world champion Muay Thai fighter, and he's produced like a ton of world-class fighters like Anthony Pettis, Sergio Pettis. Uh, Tyron Woodley does his striking down there. Mm -hmm. He's the new UFC welterweight champion. So Duke Rufus is just like a really high-level camp. And that's where CM Punk chose to move his camp. And he, he lived there for like two years. And all he's yeah. been doing is training. Oh, he yeah. signed with the UFC, and he just said, I'm going to do this the right way. And he went through a full, like, uh, like a long period of training, learning skills, and working under the tutelage of like one of the best guys in the world. So oh. who the fuck knows what's going to happen? We really don't know. I mean, I have no idea what this guy can do. I've, I've seen him uh, hit some pads. I've seen some slow-motion, weird, blurry videos of him sparring. I don't know. I mean, they might be trying to shield it for promotional purposes. I mean, he might have gotten really good. He might be like, I mean, if the guy's willing to do that, that's an extraordinary amount of discipline that it takes to move to a place, change your life, live there for two years, just nothing but train. I mean, who the fuck knows? But that's the big question. The big statement is who the fuck knows. Yeah. So if you go to watch him fight, it's like you're tuning in for essentially like a spectacle. Right. And it might be great. And it might, I mean, we, we have to see. Yeah. He doesn't even know. We don't know. He's never fought. Yeah. We don't know. No one knows. No one knows what the fuck's going to happen. I haven't fought with the people there either. That's yeah. a different thing too. Dude, there's a big difference. There's a big difference between training and reality. And, you know, and maybe he excels. There's people who excel at reality. Where they, they look lackluster in training, and then they rise to the occasion of the event. Yeah. And then there's other people that are exact opposite. Where they practice well, and then... Yeah, the anxiety of performance is real, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just... I was... When uh, it was a point during the uh, Diaz-McGregor fight where the crowd started chanting. Like, they were in a clinch or something. And the crowd was like, D S, D S, D S. 
And I was just like, what is he thinking right now? Like, what does that feel like? This dude is in the clinch. It's a huge fight. The headliners, right. blood streaming down his face. What is my, his? Let me get my pants off. What does he feel like, you know, with the crowd chanting? Um, like, what is that? That gladiator shit, like, like, does it help? Does it is it distracting? Does, you, does it hype you up? Like, Damn, I'm gonna whoop his ass. They chanting. Uh, it's just a, uh, it's just a, uh, you know, I just. It's a know, real good question. It's something I'll never, I'll never know. It was something. Hopefully. And 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 you'll find out on my podcast next week that I'm starting. <laughs> I'll be interviewing uh, Nate Diaz and. Uh, <laughs> Man, it's a good question. It, 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 he's the only one that can answer yeah. it, or him, or anyone else has experienced that. Right? Because you're talking about, you know, at this new T-Mobile. What is it, how how many people is the seat? I think the T-Mobile is like twenty two thousand or something. Oh, really? Is yeah. that many? It's a big ass place. It's way bigger than the uh, MGM. I don't know about how much. At least a few thousand. Because it's like what yeah. is it, Jamie? Doesn't say. Because it's yeah, people are chanting your name. Oh my god! But it's not like basketball because you just got you've been punching the face a lot, so you're in a yeah. little bit of pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and might be hurting, kind of tired. You know, yeah. it's not just you 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 know just dropped a three or something and you just jogging. You yeah. you in the clinch, so it's kind of it's like right. this is cool, but I'm still kind of uncomfortable right now. <laughs> Maybe it fires you. Up. How many twenty? It says twenty thousand for boxing and MMA. Oh, oh beautiful! Wow. That's so many. That's a lot of fucking people. So that's uh, f- approximately 5,000 more than the MGM. Isn't the MGM about 15,000? Somewhere around there, I think. Is that why they I moved remember. them there? Because there's more people or is this a different deal? I don't know. You know, I just think th- they could sell this out too. Yeah. 16.8. Oh, Jesus. The MGM is that big? Yeah, it's a little big. Wow. Oh. So is it Mandalay Bay that's 15? Is that what it is? Or is that 14? What am I asking? What am I, a fucking census taker? Stop answering my questions. Booking agent. (laughs) What does it hold? 12,000. Oh, shit. Manalee Bay's only 12,000. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, I guess the reason why they moved it is just the UFC could sell out those places now, especially for this fight. This fight was goddamn banana. That was amazing. You could uh, could have stuck a light bulb in your mouth and it would have started glowing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, it was electricity in the air. It was going through our fingertips. It was, it was crazy, man. It was a good time. That's why I decided to keep uh, working for the UFC. Is moments like that. The uh, Nate Diaz Conor McGregor fight, the first one, was one of the in the Misha Tate Holly Holm fight. Where yeah, Misha choked Holly Holm unconscious in the fifth round. It was just fucking chaos. I remember thinking, how could I stop doing this? How could I, I? I can't believe I even got this job in the first place. I, I get to watch this crazy shit and talk about it from. So you right were when they the when they bought it, I wasn't sure. I just was thinking I was doing too many things. Yeah, and then I decided, well, I'm just do, instead of just being crazy, I'm just do less. I'm just going to do less. Yeah, and in doing less, it just made a big difference. Vape pen use after you have to. Oh man, he just he just got punched in the yeah. face a bunch. Let him fucking Come use on, a vape, folks. Relax. Let him use it, a it vape. Should be, you should let him use it immediately after. Just let's be scientific about this. We all want everybody to be on the same page. We don't want people cheating. You know if this guy, you watched him fight five fucking rounds, there's no more contest coming up. Let him do something that's medically proven to reduce inflammation. It's not even marijuana. It's CBD oil. Also, those punches are probably way worse for him than oh CBD God. oil. Oh, my God. It's CBD oil is run. good for you. Yeah, it's good for exactly. you. Exactly. Especially when those you have punches. inflammation. Yeah, exactly. It should be Nate Diaz... Right. <laughs> 
got punched in the face before he used CBD oil. That's a really good point, man. That is a really good point, because for someone to be that hypocritical, that you let a guy get punched in the head for 25 fucking minutes, but you won't let him smoke a vape pen, because what, you think he's cheating? Yeah. Yeah, he's Sa- cheating death. That's what he's doing. Same thing with he's football. Stay alive. Same thing with football. Oh, he, he was smoking marijuana. Football, football is way worse for you than weed is worse for you. And probably football is worse for you, for you than cocaine. High impact football. Yeah. Football is probably worse for you than most stuff. Drinking out of ponds. <laughs> <laughs> Football's fucking dangerous. Yeah. It's super dangerous, man. But they just try, they to, let it. try yeah. to maintain a, okay. a good image about it. But just don't like, smoke weed. Don't smoke weed. But, but you might get hella concussions, but don't smoke weed because that don't look good for because we got to sell this butt light and shit. I love the word hella, but I'm too old to use it. I just turned 49. That's what the yeah. cutoff. Just do it, man. Can't say Bring hella. Yo, you can do. You can say hella. You can say hella. You were just encouraging me to say to tell that girl to, ask, to ask her what her dreams were. Hannibal's a good friend. You know, you, you you pump him up. He pumps you up. Yeah. You tell me. Ask the girl what her dream. I really wanted to ask her so bad, man. Should've. She had that vibe, man. Mm. And I see a lot of bad ones. Her vibe was crazy. And it might not. And you know, I wish I took the shot. Yeah, I would have helped her with her whatever her dreams. Mm-hmm. If I if I had if I could, like, right. what do you want to do? You want to? I can. I I know somebody like that. Mm. And you can find somebody if you don't know somebody. Find somebody. You can find somebody. I wanted to because she wouldn't she, be hard to find somebody. I'm gonna go. You know what I did? I did think about. I'm. A, I, I saw what her name was on the receipt. Um, Google her name and uh, the restaurant name and see if she got a LinkedIn page. <laughs> mm, damn, you went deep. LinkedIn. How many waitresses have a LinkedIn page? That's like super rare. (laughs) But she, hey, she seems like a waitress with way bigger ambitions. Mm, She seems like she should be in L.A. or New York, actually, more than Vegas. Yeah, it's going to be hard because you're going to have to take a gamble at whether or not she's still working there, whether or not you know what day her shifts are on. Saturday, Sunday. I went back. I was there two nights. I was there two two afternoons. Really stalkerish. But we ain't say no place. We ain't say no. (laughs) Not stalkerish, but I do. I did uh, enjoy her energy. And I, you know, I would help her. I say go back. I would help her in a platonic. Go back in a zen way. In a zen way. Yeah, yeah. Like completely empty. The energy. Go back and experience like sitting in her section, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, just saying hi. Yeah. Seeing what's up. But don't don't be like crazy about it. <laughs> I won't be crazy about it. Just say what's up. It's just say hey. Uh, I need a. I need to have a. I've been to Vegas a bunch recently with no shows in Vegas. <laughs> have you been? Just to, I've been to the past two UFC things, and then sometimes just another trip just to kick it. It's a fun place. It's a strange place. place. I was just in um, this area outside of Reno. It's um, we were about five hours outside of Reno. We were camping and uh, doing this uh, hunting show, and uh, it's all in like the mountains and the the, the desert above Nevada. Like yeah. it's somewhere in the area of where they do that whole Burning Man thing. Okay, dude, it was amazing. Who it's, who I was it? It's, it's me and a bunch of. Uh, there's camera people and this yeah. guy Steve Ranella who hosts a show, The Meteor. We struck out. But we were out there in the, these mountains above Nevada. Dude, there's a whole other world out there. It doesn't even look real. Yeah? Like, yeah, it's just... It doesn't look real. 
You go to this place, there's no people. There's just giant fucking mountains. They go up to like a. We were at nine thousand feet. There's other ones that go up to eleven thousand feet. And you're looking at these things like, what the fuck? This is Nevada. This is Nevada. This is fucking. That's a picture from my uh, Instagram. That's I. That's Nevada, dude. That's the Nevada desert. That's the what's called the the high desert. I, like I said, about five hours outside of Reno. It was yeah. amazing. Oh, this was uh, this is where you were. This is the hunting trip? No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was there for I was there for a week. That's uh it looks crazy. I think we could feel I appreciate how that looks and I appreciate how that feels. But I think I'm such a city dude where I get to that, I'm like, this is beautiful. This is cool. Let's have a couple of drinks and uh check this out. All right. Five hours, we good. Let's go back to the lights. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I understand your like, position. I appreciate that beauty. And I like the views. However. But I get antsy. But you zen out. And smooth. I, get, I could get antsy, too. I think um, what I'm trying to do, one of the things I'm trying to do by going to these places and disconnecting for a few days uh-huh. is find out what I really think about things. Yeah. Where it's just me and my thoughts and interacting with my friends. Yeah. And uh, this is one of the good things about doing this show. It's called Meteor. This guy, Steve Ranella, who's the host of it, is like a really smart, really nice guy, really mm-hmm. interesting guy. And, um, you know, I like hanging out with him and all of his crew and his friends for like all these days. It's, it's really fun. So in doing that and having it being really fun, you get to relax. Yeah. And you get to just like sit back and hang out with these like fun, cool guys and just relax. And this is your world now. This is your tribe. Right. You know, and he right. told me that before. That that's, that's sort of how he views it. Like that's it, that it's his tribe and like a cool group of friends. Yeah. And that now I understand it now. It's like it's uh, I think that disconnecting for a while, like every now and then. Just take take a few days off. Just you don't even have to go anywhere. But it's it's probably a good idea to to like on purpose take a few days off of anything coming in, and just let's see how you feel about things. Even if I'm out and about at bars or something, and my phone dies, and and I'm not charging it, I find myself having. I find I realize I'm a really strange person when I talk to people. When you get to, when you have to really talk to people for a while, and it's not. Because now, pretty much, a lot of time, if you're talking to somebody, it's blah, 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 you talk about it, and then it's like, oh, let me do it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> let me check my phone. And so this it's a break is, yes. from, it's a break from the connection mm-hmm. where you, and everybody, but if you really, I mean, sometimes, I mean, on a date or something, I don't go into my shit. Dude, and that's so a I, really important point. But. Yeah, if, if my shit's dead and I'm just out for two hours, I find if I'm having long conversations, and then I start realizing, like, oh, oh shit, I'm a, getting kind of weird and intense with this person. And I start asking, because I, I, you know, normally I will, if I'm talking to somebody or a, a woman, I'll do the bullshit regular questions that we do the... Where did you go to college? You live here? Uh, when did you move from? <laughs> How long you been doing that? And then, uh, and then, uh, and then you, I mean, at some point, if you want to really, you got to get beyond that conversationally. Right. Hopefully. We, wanna... We're talking roofies, right? <laughs> we're, we're on the same page? What? Yeah, I roofie a girl in like, not What are your fears? Roofie with imagination. Roofies. What are your fears? Yeah, Have you ever been hypnotized? No. It can be done. Yeah? Yeah. I believe in it. I believe it, too. I believe in it. Respect to all the <laughs> hypnotists out there on the road <laughs> killing it. 
<laughs> having people on stage doing goofy ass. Have shit. you ever seen a comedy hypnotist? Have you yeah. ever seen it live? Yeah. It's crazy, right? Like you it's, don't it's believe a couple it's real. Used to come to my college, yeah. Yeah, you don't believe it's real, and then you realize, oh, it is real. It really does work. It works. Nobody would just do that goofy ass shit. No, it works. But just to do it. It works in some weird way. I don't understand it. But I got hypnotized. This guy, Vinny Shorman, he's uh, like a mental coach. He hypnotized me. To do what? Very what, was, what was your goal? Just wanted to see um, if there was anything that was holding back the way I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, am I thinking in the most efficient and uh, logical way? Am I doing the most with my time? Am I not, like, uh, do I have any hiccups that I'm not paying attention to in the way I'm approaching life? So I wanted to talk to him about that. So I wanted to see what hypnotism really is because I've been talking about something that I essentially don't have any really un- real understanding of. Right. I just say, oh, I saw people get hypnotized at a, you know, a Frank Santos comedy show, and I, I saw that. Yeah. How did you I- find him? But you know what I mean. I found this dude. He uh, he does uh, hypnotism and mental coaching for MMA fighters. Okay. So uh, it was interesting, man. It was weird. It was like. Uh, when you get hypnotized... How long was the session? Sorry. It's about an hour and a half, I okay. think. About an hour and a half. When when you get hypnotized, you're aware that this person is talking to you. It's not mm-hmm. like you're in some space world. Right. But the world that you're living in with your eyes closed in this state is a very different world. Mm-hmm. It's like if this person can command your attention, your focus for a certain amount of time, it lets all this other stuff sort of pass by. And when the person does it with no judgment, just trying to understand the way you're feeling and thinking, you allow yourself to slip in to this strange state of mind. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's really weird. Like, it'll wake up immediately. Like, if uh, if you heard, like, an alarm going off, like, you would jump out up, of you, it. Yeah. yeah. It's not like you're drugged. But it's, uh, I think there's a bunch of different states of consciousness leading from the dream world, which we all voluntarily go into every night when we go to sleep. We go on, go to sleep. We conk out, and we have dreams. We remember them, remember them, remember them all the time. We we you know we you have some wacky fucking idea that came into your head. It didn't make any sense. And I think there's states of consciousness from being totally awake, fearing for your life because you're in the middle of an earthquake, to being like drifting in and out of dreams. Yeah, you know, or you're not sure you're there, or you're not there, and you wait. You're like, was that real? What the fuck happened? You know, you're sitting in your car, maybe at a, a, a road stop. You got a your six hour drive. You're like, let me just pull over for an hour. And you're drifting in and out. You're not sure if you're asleep. You ever just sometimes I close my eyes and just start seeing weird ass colors and and shapes and yeah. shit. Not even high. Yeah. But just I'll just close my eyes and then, like now is nothing. But certain times, it'll just be weird shapes and just different. This looks pretty cool. Well, your brain can make all kinds of funky chemicals, man. And they don't necessarily exactly know why. It's not like there's a bunch of different things that you can do to make your brain produce certain chemicals. Like in a row, like as far as like, uh, you know, like maybe you can like skip rope for 20 minutes and uh, do 50 deep breathing exercises and you'll get into a, 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 like a psychedelic state. No one's exactly sure like what, what the fuck it is. That allows people to get to certain states and whether or not like the way your brain works mm-hmm. is the same as my brain. Definitely. You know, not. it doesn't make any sense. Why yeah. would it be? Yeah. Like yeah. we all know, like I hear people sing. I can't fucking sing at all. I hear people sing yeah. and I hear like a, a beautiful voice. Like we were, we were walking by some people the other night in Vegas when we were uh, on our way to go eat after the fights. And then there was uh, uh, this guy and this girl, they were singing. They must have been a part of some team or something like that. They must have been some entertainers because they were way too good. 
and they were singing and they were singing with each other and they were singing with each other in harmony in this hallway and everybody was like holy shit because they just had a sound it was right like pe- they made this thing exactly that appealed to everybody that's not my brain that's not my wheelhouse yeah but my my brain is super sensitive to when sounds are off and different sometimes that you go to uh if you go to a karaoke spot somebody's doing karaoke <laughs> and if they pick the rock songs and the pop songs will sort of be the exact beats the hip hop songs the beats will have this it's a different version of it or it, it just and it drives me crazy it's certain things with music like little shifts in music that drive me crazy. I, I hate when songs are... Uh, I don't like when there's acoustic versions of gangster rap songs. Ooh. That makes... That drives me crazy sonically. It's certain just musical things that just piss me. It's just... And, and that in a, not in a just like... I'm, Illogical. Like it. It's just like... Like that type of thing where I'm like, I have to... Relax. Leave here. Yesterday, my Uber driver from the airport, <laughs> which is, I, he was playing his own mixtape. He didn't say he was playing his own mixtape, but I could feel that he was playing his own mixtape because he played the same music for 40 minutes. Oh, my God. Uh, the rapper name be- began with K. His name began with K on the Uber, and it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. His, the beats was all right, but he was bad. Oh. He had no charisma on the mic, and it was just... And so now I'm sitting here, and, and you know, I just decided, I was, I'm going to take this shit. I'm just take it. I'm just take how angry this is making me because I don't want to give him the conversation because he wants me to be a, he wants me to say, who's this? Anyway, that's me. Right. Uh, oh, man, you're really talented. <laughs> how long have you been rapping? Let's so pretend. Let's pretend. I'm me, me and him. Me? Um, how long have you been rapping, man? Uh, I've just been doing it, uh, you know, just few years man trying to get it going so do you do you uh do you play this in uh the car all the time you just listen to yourself all the time yeah all all the time man just you know especially like, my favorite is when it's uh 40 minute rides with somebody that just got through traveling for a mm. while yeah do you how loud are you playing this shit i play it man i play loud it pretty loud like mm. as, you know what the loudest is no, just, it's a your little, car, man. just a little bit less loud than that that's how i play it i feel you dude it's your yeah. car yeah man it's Fuck just them Right, you know, it was one song. The hook was, uh, <laughs> "Oh, don't do it." <laughs> it was, I, I'll He's just gonna tell, know you're I'll talking say, about him. Nah, what the hell is it? All black BMW. All black BMW is the hook. All black BMW. Some that was mm. the word in the hook. Is not the melody necessary because right. I didn't use any melody. But uh, we were in all black BMW. Oh, interesting. No Uber bars. In Maybe there. if he changes cars, no lyrics. Of, no no lyrics. lyrics about. But it was just, I was just sitting there like, what? Also, I get that it's L.A. And I get that people are looking for opportunity and, and trying to make it. How about you play me what you think your best one or two songs is? Oh, wait a minute. You're going to say one or two? One or two. You're going to be involved in a serious conversation. But don't, this is but, a song but, but, that I made right after my grandmoms died. No, it's like you know I was hanging out and I was like, "Fuck this life." So I wrote this song. 
Not me asking. I don't want the backstory, but I feel like that should be. If that's what, if that's two what, songs. If that was me, that would be my perspective right. on a forty-minute ride. Hey, Let me ask you this: What if a guy plays you these two songs and they're awesome, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Holy shit, this is really good." Yeah. Then what do you do? What do I do? Yeah. I maybe say, uh, "In the car, in the moment, I might tweet it out." Like this good dude, my you. fucking Uber driver has some dope ass you. music. A plus again. Uh, and and try to push that if it's amazing and I I'm, and I genuinely feel it and if it's something I want to hear again like because that's the hallmark of a great song for me if I'm I gotta keep listening to this over and over right Frank Ocean just dropped the uh, new he's dropped his new album finally there's a song solo on there and it's just a simple organ playing he's just he's singing sort of sing rapping. And it's a bunch of good songs on the album, but I can leave that on. Like I, I, I'll listen to a song, yeah, fifteen times in a row. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's not a lot of things like that. Like movies definitely aren't like that. Uh, comedy definitely isn't like that. No, but there's something about songs where some stuff with comedy song, though. Some stuff with comedy yeah. with me. Certain timing moves that people do. Yeah. Certain bits. I will rewind a moment. People. My ex-girlfriend, she might have, she tolerated, but she probably hated it. It'll be certain things, like a quick, a weird thing in a show, and I would just bring that shit back. <laughs> I would bring that, I would rewind that shit yeah. 10 times. Well, Joe. that's what Dice Clay's career was kind of built on, is that people wanted to hear the same things over and over again. What's in the bowl, bitch? Oh! <laughs> the whole audience would be screaming it. It was like one of the first times where but, it was affirmed, yeah. right? But it, this type of shit I rewind is not. I rewind. I rewind a facial expression, like a cut to, and somebody make a weird. Uh, and if it's right, if it's well directed and well, I rewind that type of shit. Just a weird line. It was stuff off of a uh, Maria Bamford show, Lady Dynamite. Moments off of that. It was this moment where they broke the fourth wall with uh, Pat Oswalt talking to her about. Uh, doing stand-up on the show. He was playing a character, then he broke. And then I, that moment was so crazy. Shit like that, where I'll just... It's certain lines. Bojack Horseman has a bunch right. of shit, where I'll just... I'll watch the same moment 15, 20 times, just because I just think that little part is funny. And the same with rap songs. There's certain rap songs where there'll be this 20-second, 30-second piece yeah. Where the dude is just rapping his ass off. And I I'll just I'll listen to that for, for like ten minutes straight, just like that part. I still I still like the whole song, but it's a part of it. Yeah. The drop like the drop on Father Stretch My Hands by Kanye West. Uh the the build up to that is a it's this you know, he sampled this gospel song with the same title, Father Stretch My Hands, and then it's the sample by Future where he's like, Well, if young Metro don't trust you, I'm, and it drops in. That's what I walk in. Like it's a crazy and I'll just listen to that if I'm driving around, I'll just listen to that first part like five times and shit. it's just certain I just like I don't know. I don't know. Is that like a a no, sign no, of it's small a, it's autism. A normal, no, it's a normal thing. <laughs> Hunter Thompson used to do that when he used to write. He used to listen to the same song, like yeah. "Candle in the Wind." He listened to like Elton John, "Candle in the Wind." There's a video of him doing that. He's sitting in front of the typewriter, 
and he's just writing and yeah. the same songs playing over and over again on a loop. I've tried it before too. Yeah. I flew from New York to LA writing the entire way, listening to Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. Came up with a lot of good yeah. shit. Well, I was just, I don't know, I was like in a groove, you know? Yeah. I don't remember what I came up with, but I remember feeling like, because this song, I knew what the lyrics were, it almost became like a sort of hypnosis. Yeah. The same when lyrics you get in that zone. Yeah. Five hours of the same lyrics over and over and the over and over The whole five hours, again. right? The whole five hours. I just listened to Crazy Train and I typed. Uh, Had some coffee, took a leak, which I got to do right now. Bad. This is my <laughs> second podcast in a row. I want to keep going with you, but I got to piss so bad. It's Jamie, understandable. Ask some questions to Hannibal. I'll be right back. I'm just going to freestyle rap. Hey, you know what it is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Am I here live now by myself? I can do anything I want. It's the Holy stick. shit. Uh, you see how my voice changed when, this, when he leave? When he leave, it becomes the real me. We're here live. On the Joe Rogan experience, you know what it is. We got a bottle of water. We got Jameson. We got a goddamn clock. We got an old Tupac figurine. We got a Biggie figurine and that lady. And we, yeah. I'm going on tour, everybody. On the Hannibal, Montanable experience. I'm coming towards your city. Unless your city is Oklahoma City. Uh, It's not on there. But I'll come there. I was there. I've been there before. This has been good. How long have we been talking? We've been talking a long-ass time. Two hours deep. Two hours deep. So check me out on tour. Hannibal Montanable experience. Come through. Because if you don't come through, it's going to be embarrassing for me and my family. Also, I uh, bought a building and the mortgage is, uh, is crazy. I'm kidding. I bought it cash. Don't worry about me. So, uh, yeah, check me out on tour. I hope you are having a good time. This is weird, man, because it feels live. I feel so uh, connected but disconnected right now because these cameras are live. Joe's back. Joe, I think I, oh, it got weird, man. Jamie gets weird. He'll get weird. He didn't get weird. Jamie was very. Did you get weird? I got weird. Dude, my voice changed so bad. Two podcasts is just no bueno. My voice changed. No, I, just, I just got no. live. I don't it was you. Weird. no, it totally Did you go changed. Top, top forty DJ. No, that's I was like, what's up, y'all? It's Hannibal. You know what it is. Mm. It was just, it was weird, man. My whole personality changed just because you left. I was like, oh shit. Part of me takes that as a compliment that you're so comfortable. You could be yourself when you're here. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> it was more. I just, I was, I don't even know. I don't I know what's that. Yeah, it's just, I just got hyped up. I, I didn't say anything of substance either. <sighs> I could have I I given 300 of my 800 <laughs> podcasts. I could have, uh, 800 is a lot. That's it's a lot. more than, I think it's like, what is this one? This is 836. I could have given some good advice. I could have just, <sighs> you know, talked about my mistakes. Instead, I just plugged tour That's dates. Hard, dude. That's a good move. That's the right move. Plug tour but dates. People need to see you anyway. Yeah. And it's uh, Hannibal Montanable. The Hannibal Montanable experience. And if they just Google Hannibal Montanable? Just go on my, go on my Twitter, go on Facebook. Uh, do you it's use a lot this of cities. Uh, new Instagram thing where you could take like a video of your day? You do all, all the that stories? Shit? I'm you not, at, I got to get a young person around me all the time. <laughs> I can do it, but I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I get the value of doing that. I understand. But I don't want to. It's the same. If for, for the same reason, different, uh, wow. different, different thing that I didn't get Pokemon Go. Oh, uh, yeah. Good Cause, move. Because it sounded, it sounds fun. And, and one of, a friend of mine, she had it on her phone. 
And I, I messed up. I was like, this is fun, but I don't want to be on my phone that much. So I just got to have a, some internet savvy 25-year-old around me all the time, Mr. Burris. How big should her tits be? <laughs> I said, oh, I, shit. I just said an internet savvy 25-year-old. No, I would make it a. Uh, what if she was so hot and you like we could work this out? Nope. So hot. Nope. Little ridiculous cartoon tiny waist and a, nope. an ass like a fucking box of chocolates <laughs> and them heart shaped Valentine's Day box of chocolates. Oh, like, what man. kind of an ass is that? Jesus Christ! Dis- Not fair. Describing unfair. you describing someone I unfair. Hung and she's out cool. with recently. And Not, she's cool. She's oh, like Hannibal. Cool, but... She's like Hannibal. I don't give a fuck, baby. I don't give a fuck. I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. And you're like, let's do this. What are you talking about? This is, are you talking about my employee? Long time, good time. <laughs> nah, you gotta uh, keep it. Yeah. Plutonic. Plutonic. You gotta keep it all. Work oriented. Some work oriented. It's tense sometimes. Professional. Yeah. Well, it's weird. See, the idea of people working alongside each other, day in, day out, men and women, all grouped together in these yeah. boxes, is entirely unnatural. Yeah. When people would be around each other in the wild, they would do it because they liked each other. <laughs> You're obsessed with the wild. I am, completely. Back in this day that I never lived in. Yeah, my obsession is in the genetic the propensity genetic- that we have inherited from these people. And I think that in the wild, yeah. men and women never like grouped up together if they didn't like each other. Right. But in work, they do. And it creates this weird tension where men are yeah. trying to prove themselves and women are trying to prove themselves. There was and- no Groupon back exactly. then. Exactly. It's all about group. Yeah. It's right. Groupon now, man. And, and you, people- you, you, you didn't get lucky back then. Like back then, you just decided you're going to hang out with certain people and the other ones you killed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Back then, yeah, it was no waiting it out. No, there's no way. You know how many times I just waited it out late uh. night and just hung out at the bar and then something got popping? It was none of that. It was just either she liked you because you were just strong and you mm. brought food and killed yes. it or you didn't, yes. she didn't like you at all. You developed the first catapult or to figure out how to launch small, a fucking rock towards the enemy. Or you were a small dude that she didn't pay attention to mm. and then out of nowhere, out of an act of jealousy and stepping up, you killed the big dude. And then she was like, he is small, but I guess he's the alpha now. Climbed on top of his neck and took out a conch shell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you just find something you're good Over at. Over the cliffs, the people in the fucking boats, they yeah. lit their torches up. You find something you're good at and you work hard and you get women from there. There's trick shot pool players that get hella pussy. Damn, that should be another meme. <laughs> Those trick shot pool players that get hella pussy. <laughs> There's a world for everybody, man. Oh, there is, for sure. Well, there was always, like, uh, pool player groupies that would, uh, girls who were really good at pool, that would date dudes that were really good at pool. Yeah? Yeah. Hook yeah. up with dudes that were really good good at pool. They, uh, they, it's like they anything think, else. They think it would translate? No, it's not even that, man. If he it's could like, put the ball in that hole, then think, he could put his balls in, wait, oh, I want his balls in here. shit, ball talk <laughs> by animal. <laughs> I think uh, P- that's P- what my podcast is gonna be Ball called. Talk. Ball Talk by Hannah Ball. I like it. I, I am like starting it. a podcast soon. Are you for real? Yeah. For Can the- I be on it? Of course. It's, it's gonna be a, a road podcast, and we'll see oh, if it perfect. continues. Let's do a gig together. Let's do a gig together. Fuck 
yeah. Please, I, I need I need the help it. on this tour. Let's do a gig together. <laughs> Tell me when, man. Let's let's find uh, let's one. Start I'll, with, I'll hop in. Let's start with Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> Holy shit! Listen, man, I would be very happy to do a gig with you. That'd I'd be love fun, to. man. We have a lot of time, a lot of good times. Yeah. You know, man, it's a. Uh, one of the crazy things about the comedy store is that we all get to hang out together yeah. where we never would really work together that much in real life. Like if you sure. go on the road, you take a dude with you to open. You yeah. know, everywhere we go, we take people with us to open or we have a local guy that we know and we have come on. We never get to be all together. Right. But you can go to the comedy store any night. It'd be like you and Diaz and Burr and Ari. And it's, it's like, there's nothing, no place like that, man. It's fun, man. I love watching Rose Battle at Comedy Store. It's the greatest thing ever. I love, it's just uh, the energy in that room. Mm-hmm. Little ass belly room, hunting some people. It's packed in there. Yeah. They got to keep it in that fucking room, too. Yeah. Fight it off. Just fight it off. No matter what they say about that main room, don't go in yeah. there. That's yeah. not the place. It's not It's not the place for it. I mean, I, I went to the TV taping in uh, Montreal. Oh, you got some feelings about it. How'd you feel about it? <laughs> How'd you feel about it? I felt good about it. I enjoyed you liked it. it. I mean, I enjoy. I'm also biased in a different because I've seen it. I think my first time there was maybe two years ago, right? Or close to that in the belly room. So and 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 I've seen even within the belly room different things they've done to the show mm-hmm. in that just different things with the DJ the, the, with the wave with the. With uh, with the racists over there and and tweaks that they've made in there to make the show work, and so to see something that you've been to a bunch of times in this small space, and then see it, you know, be in the be in the same spot watching it live, it's it's cool to see something like that to see that type of progression. It, it felt it felt amazing, man. Just I changed to, my mind. I like it better now. <laughs> I think they should do Madison Square fucking Garden. But yeah, the space always has to be to be right, and it's uh, it's uh, it's different. That was like a motivational speech for expanding your theater size. Yeah, it was really strong. It was it, it, so it it was just it was cool to see that, and and it was yeah. I I, I don't think I've had to. I've seen that with. Uh, comedians or, or, or friends of mine that type of progression right. from you know open micer to to middle act to feature act to somebody you know being on shows and being famous but I never saw that with I can't think if I saw that with a show concept maybe I have a couple, but just something I attended regularly to see it go from a live show and go there a bunch and enjoy it as a live show and then you know, have it be live on Comedy Central. That was something cool. I, right. I enjoyed watching that, and I was, I was really happy for them. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, all jokes aside. I mean, I think uh, what they've managed to do by getting that show on the air is pretty monumental because this is a goddamn brutal show, right? Yeah. What's the, do they have a webpage? Pull up the Comedy Central website. They have a webpage for that show? Are they going to do a bunch of them? I think they're going to do it again. CC.com slash Rose Battle. Can we see it? Yeah. Can I see what the page looks like? Who's the champion? Mike Mike's Lawrence. Jones. Mark Lawrence. You know Mike? Um, yeah, I've known him from the store. I've seen him around. He's great. He's super funny. Su- great writer. I think they have all four episodes up for free. You don't even have to have... Scroll down a little bit? Go in. And they have the... Oh, they had a wow. bracket. Yeah. Now, how many different hosts are they going to have? What are they going to do for... The host is always... is Jeff Ross's... 
and uh, Moses. Yeah, Brian and Moses. Brian Moses, who is awesome. Yeah. by the way, Brian really Moses. Good. I'm so happy for that dude. He's such a good dude. So they're not going to fuck with it. So it's going to basically be in the same state that it's always been in. Except for the racist. They can't have the racist. They can't have the (laughs) racist. See, here's my only feeling. This is my only feeling. I don't have a problem with them doing I don't have a problem with anything. But I wouldn't suggest them filming those shows. I would suggest them doing those shows and filming the fucking belly room room shows. There's a world in that room that when, when someone's killing, like when Earl Skagel came out, for that roast battle thing, and just destroyed. Remember that night? He came out with a fur coat on. We, did you see that on Comedy right. Central? Dude, they filmed it, and it was it was magic. Because there's 90 people in there, and they're yeah. smushed like scar- sardines. It's packed. It's a vibe in there. You, you, everything has to be in line when you're killing. You know, there's like a there's a frequency you have to hit, and Earl was just on that frequency. Yeah. And when you see someone do something like that in a small room, you realize that's the value of the small room. Yeah. Like when a small room. Oh, here's, that, here's that. Yeah. 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 Yes. This the, is a video of those guys. But when when you're in a small, there's Earl. <laughs> when you're in a small room like that, and you just let it all hang out, there's a weird fucking energy to that. There's a weird connection to that it's different than anything else and it's way different than a big place like a big place is nice it's beautiful to be there it's cool to be a part of like ten thousand people came to see roast battle yay sure but the best show is that 90 seat belly room or 80 seat whatever the fuck it is fire codes one of the best jokes i ever heard there i wish i could remember this comedian's name but it sound you know you ever hear a joke that's new that sounds like it's from the fifties or sixties just in structure and, and brevity right this uh this guy he says to this girl he says she's in an on and off relationship with her boyfriend is on when he sees her body off when he sees her face oh shit I'm like did you? Because I'm like, that sounds like this. It, the way it, it sounds like you heard it before, right. but you didn't. I haven't heard it before. No, I never heard it before. <laughs> it, but it sounds right. like, sure. That sounds like we some, missed it. That sounds like some old shit your uncle would say, but we never. It was like, that was a fucking. You know I mean, I've heard many great jokes there, but that one just stuck in my. Ear. They just found the eighth ever Tyrannosaurus Rex skull in Montana. <laughs> That's right up there with that. It's like people find shit sometimes. And like, why has no one found this skull? They just didn't. Okay? No one saw that combination of words. It's perfect. Uh, Meanwhile, there's some dude right now in the Midwest screaming. That's my bit, bitch. That's my bit. That's my fucking bit. Going crazy. Somebody might have come up with that, and we don't even know. We just mm-hmm. never heard it. They might be an open micer. They might have come up with it three solid weeks ago. Yeah. They might have put it on YouTube. We, we might be fucked yeah. these days, man. I, I, I saw a bunch of Ryan Lochte jokes. Yeah. Was that dude's name? They're like the same joke over and over and over again. It's the, oh, it's all, on about Twitter? About him getting robbed. Yeah. About, uh, and him lying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, now would be a good time to rob him. Like, I saw that, like, for, like, oh, everybody, everybody would think that. Did Who anybody do, do jokes about getting his sponsorships, endorsement deals. That seemed like an easy They all joke. get dropped. They all get dropped. They dropped a bunch of them today. <sighs> and so part of me like, he did one for a, a body hair removal <sighs> one. Wait a minute. Hmm. Okay. So they're looking for people. So <laughs> shout out to Speedo. Speedo, first of all, Speedo. <clears throat> hey, everybody that wants to wear your shit isn't in great shape. So how about you look at me? 
Hannibal Burris. That's a good point. Successful Samsung representative. Mm-hmm. Also right. got some other stuff coming up. That's right. A lot of things in the works. Charming Pitchman. Irons in the fire. I have a horrible lifestyle. Mm. Horrible health, but Decadent. great skin. I look great on camera. Good smile. Speedos. People like me. I look people in the eyes when I talk to them. I shake their hands, and I always look in the eyes when I do shots. Two words. Neon orange. Speedos. Speedos. Who else did Ryan Lochte lose? Exactly. Anybody else did Ryan Lochte lose? Also, first of all... I've been to Brazil, never had a problem. First of all, he shouldn't have lied about that. It would seem like something he didn't need to lie about. Duh. Also, fuck swimmers being celebrated like that. Uh, I like it that they're celebrated. No. Because I wish like walkers would be celebrated. I wish we could figure out what is walking and who can walk the fastest. Yeah. Who's Might the fastest well. walker? Who can? Let's who- celebrate it all. Stay alive. Swimming. We could have a holder breather Olympics where people hold their breath the longest. Let's do that too. Dude, I, I like it. Swimming. Hmm. It's too many strokes. Let's throw rocks. It's too many strokes. The furthest rocks. The strokes. Throw. I respect. I respect this. Whatever this is, the regular. <laughs> I respect this. What is the regular? I don't even know what the it's regular, called. But do you when, know? when you get into freestyle? this, the freestyle. When you mm. get into this, I can't fuck with this. Okay, for the people that are just listening. Regular is you're throwing your Regular arms you, over the head like you see in the but pool. But when you're doing your shoulders with the goofy shit and What's swimming this? like that, the bre- the fly stroke, the breast oh, stroke, okay, get yeah. out of here with your fucking breast stroke. Nobody mm. cares. That mm. is uh, Michael Phelps got 22 gold medals. Yeah, but a bunch of them were for swimming like a goofy asshole that nobody <laughs> swims like. Get out of here. He's not the greatest Olympian. He swims in water. Damn, that's a good point. Here's, Fuck that. Here's what the good point. Someone shit themselves? How many times you got to swim was, away from danger? One of, Who's the walkers. Sa- one of the walkers shit themselves? How <laughs> often do you have to swim away from danger? You might save a couple lives. Usain Bolt, he going to save some lives. He can run fast. Oh, I ran in there. I got her. I got out. Or somebody's attacking him. I'm out of here. I'm Usain Bolt. But you, you, you're usually not around water like that to get away from danger. Hmm. That's a very good point. Ah. Well, here's the point. Like, why? It's too many strokes. Why limit the way you move? Like, if you're gonna swim, like, why do you have to swim in a very specific way? If this breaststroke thing was so fucking good, wouldn't it be the fastest way to do this? Why yeah. would let's let's pretend. Let's pretend that this is the only shitty way we know how to swim. Let's just fucking throw our arms right. in front of ourselves like we're parting the curtains, like those beads at the porno section of the video store before there were DVRs and and DVDs and you porn. How those days. If they're gonna have the fucking breaststroke, if they're gonna have this stroke. If they're gonna have this, then why not just have a fucking Olympic competition where you just run but you high knee in the whole time? It's a very good point. High knee. In. Let's have backwards running. If you got the backstroke, why is there no backwards running in the Olympics? From now on, we should call that that move the porn section. <laughs> that is you parting the beads that are hanging. I bet when they fucking when when video games went under, or excuse me, uh, videos video rentals went under, I bet the bead industry dropped substantially. I bet a big part of their profits was beating off the porn sections. I'm dating myself here. But you, you guys don't even understand. You guys are both youngins. When I was a boy, when I was a boy, you could, rent, video you could rent videos and you could rent porn videos. That's I gotta how you go got to, your porn. I got to go to the bathroom. Go, can you, can go, you yell drunkenly for me for one minute? Drunkenly? Oh, got it. When I was a kid, <clears throat> Hannibal Burris can't handle his bladder, I guess. <laughs> I hung in there, folks. I did my best. But Louis Theroux, you know, doing that podcast with him for three hours, and then I had 
some water like an asshole in between. I couldn't hang in there, folks. I'm so sorry. What were we just talking about, Jamie? Were you paying attention? Yeah. What? Uh, what? Lost it. Oh, God damn it, it Jamie. Olympics. Olympics? Pull up the swimming? Pool. Swimming. Well, limiting your yeah, movements yeah, limit. is ridiculous. Like, the, the idea that someone's going to say, okay, you can swim, but you can't swim at your best. <laughs> swim in some goofy way that's not efficient. Go ahead, try that. Because if somebody could just do breaststroke only versus a freestyle swimmer, they would never win, right? No way, right? Why most Olympic events are events that we're looking at anyway, I'm confused at. Well, I'm a super big fan of curling, so I'm going to tell you to fuck off right now. You ever watch that? Like Hannibal, you ever see curling? Ten years ago when everyone else got excited curling about it. Winter, the winter Olympic sport? I was in, uh, I think it was Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Newfoundland? For a gig? Yeah, yeah. Great time. Nice people. When? Long time ago. Yeah, Never no. Going yeah, back. you don't play so, Newfoundland. I'd go back. I would you, go back. Nah, I'm you don't play Newfoundland recently. I would totally do it. I would totally do it. Oh, why haven't you done it I like then? to do weird shit. It's, it's, it's there. Would, it's been there. There's only a certain amount of you days. You haven't asked your agent the to go to Newfoundland. The years are filled up very quickly with metropolis areas. Well, haven't you been an ambassador My for UFC Newfoundland? Point being, I tried <laughs> erroneously to make fun of curling while I was in Newfoundland. Because uh, the, the hallways, you off the stage? the hallways of the place we were at had all these photos of people curling. So the dude with the broom and the dude with the fucking hockey, the giant the steroided out hockey puck, they're sliding across the ground. It's so goofy. Yeah. So you tried to run as, meaning yeah. that. I tried joking around about it. And they're they were not with it? Oh, come on. Oh. They loved it. They loved their curling. So really? Yeah. I don't understand it, but I guess I don't have to. You don't have to. They like it. They like it. Also, it's Newfoundland. And <sighs> we should go to Newfoundland. After a while, you watch it for like an hour or so, you kind of get compelled. Like, who the fuck's going to win this thing? Yeah. Stupid. Let's book a gig so at Newfoundland. So baseball. Let's do it. Let's do Newfoundland. Okay, I'm in. But you know you're black, right? Listen, man. Just kidding. It's Canada. Are they the nicest people on the earth, or is it like Swedish people? Have you ever been in Sweden? It's not, they're not the nicest people on earth. I think it's like the same way. Sometimes, sometimes it's southern hospitality, and then sometimes it's southern passive aggressiveness, and they just talk horribly behind your back. Right, and that's like, um, well, I was talking about this with somebody recently that like try to imagine the fact that 1865 when slavery was abolished was less than 200 years ago. Try to imagine what 200 years is because it's only two lifetimes. Yeah. Two people being alive from birth to death. That's mm-hmm. 200 years. So these people two are just very like, healthy people. Yeah. Very healthy, very lucky people. I mean, so they're stuck in this swamp. Probably not slaves. Right. Exactly. Be, slaves aren't living to be hundreds of conditions, aren't that? Exactly. Right. You don't have access to the. To anything. To none of the, the, yeah. the gluten free or the. You don't have the. the <laughs> GMO. The the slave, slaves aren't getting the fresh press juice, so that you know, let's let's cut it to maybe sixty, seventy years for slaves. Yeah, yeah. if you you're super lucky, and that is only a short amount of time ago, and no one understands that today. There's no we 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 can intellectualize it, we can think about it, we can put it into our heads and try to figure it out, but no one can figure that out today. And those there's a lot of those areas of the of the country that are just poisoned. By those old stupid ideas. They're just stuck in there, man. Yeah. In areas of the world. There's a lot of weird areas of the world that is poisoned by old stupid ideas. I um 
I think we should do Newfoundland. Fuck yes. I think we should shake Let's on book that me shit. and Joe Rogan. Newfoundland. Newfoundland Let's gig. Let's do it. Let's do another one somewhere else like Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. I, what did Wanna I do mean? Saskatchewan in January? Want to get crazy? I, I met... Uh, <laughs> I met some Canadian. I was in when I was in Minneapolis, and they were like, "You need." To, I think they might have been from Saskatchewan, and they were like, "You need to come because they worked for the, it was some tourism convention yeah. or something." You need to come to Saskatchewan. Did like, you do Edmonton? I've done. I think I did, I'm either doing Edmonton or Calgary on this tour, dude. The River Cree in yeah. Edmonton, the casino that is fantastic. That is yeah. fun, man. That's a fun fucking place. I like Edmonton, man. They're good fucking people. They're yeah. just stuck in some weird spot that's like really cold for like four months of the year but it's, like it's really all the oil money there. right it's yep. the oil money so it's, you got these mm-hmm. these people know sometimes know they just come out of high school and make six figures yeah well they're, uh, they're canadian too there's something about canadians like their culture does not um support this like uh the world domination idea that United States sort of has ingrained in us mm-hmm. like we're the police of the world for good or for bad right it's a lot of people think mostly that way. bad yeah right <laughs> but the Canadians don't have this they're not it's the just poli- kind of just trying just, to create a good life for yeah themselves. yeah they're just people and uh there's a real value in that but there's also like this idea that the only way Canada would exist is if the United States is below it right. protecting it because this is, we're such a fucking gangster country yeah. Right. So that that's the idea that I think makes total sense if you're looking at it objectively. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, it makes for some nice folks because Canada, they're, they're like, I think maybe my all time favorite people anywhere. I, I think they're the nicest people. I like everywhere. doing shows that I was drawing numbers in Canada, like at good spots, like at in 300, 400 seat spots easily before I was doing it over here. That makes sense. In Vancouver, I, I remember doing shows in Vancouver, like 2011, and mm-hmm. Toronto. Played the Horseshoe in 2011, and then coming through first time, just with like light credits, and then getting there. Like, Holy shit! They, yeah, they coming to fuck with me here. I, I couldn't. <laughs> you know, when you first start doing a road, yeah. and you start hitting some spots, and you're like, what the fuck? I got people here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what Canada was when I started getting offers. I was thinking, what is, it wasn't big money, but it was just to have that. It was Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I, I forget the promoter's name, but I played maybe the rickshaw or something at Horseshoe Tavern in Toronto five years ago. And just being shocked that it was that many people that it was psyched. It was, it was, it was just, it was, it happened earlier over there man you know what you got to do in toronto next time you're there you got to do the weed shop what's that weed shop oh they have a show have a show there right (laughs) they have a front room where they sell bongs and like rolling papers and shit and then you go in the back room and the back room doesn't have any air it's all just pot smoke you're breathing in pot smoke there's no air there's no air left the 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 candles there's candles on the table they're all running on pot smoke and promises mm-hmm. there's no fucking air in that room man it's all yeah. just pot smoke and you you get high before you go on stage and then you go on stage and then it's preposterous everybody oh. is in a goddamn coma it is Dope. the strangest comedy show you've ever done nobody wants that from me this is what you need you just do your regular show first yeah and then head over to that place around twelve thirty a.m. you know what I'm into because I do. <laughs> I I like THC capsules. Me too. 
And if it's because they mellow me, because I get I get so weird and in my head sometimes where I can't mm-hmm. unless I'm on unless I'm a little drunk or a little on something else, I'm not able to enjoy myself high a lot, especially if I'm in a situation where I'm recognizable. When people recognize if I'm high on weed and people recognize me, you get weirded out. I get weirded the fuck out. That's it understandable. Blows my. I well, I'm like, what am I doing? What is life? What did I choose? What is it? What's going on? What are these people? Why are they talking to me? Why did I do this? What did I do this? Do I need? This? I just get. If I'm high, I'm gonna have a. It's. I just can't handle it, dude. We need to hang out more for um, sure. Definitely. But you need some the help. TAC capsules. I'm gonna hold your hand figuratively. <laughs> CC capsules. I took. I, I went to this uh, dispensary. Shout out to Native Roots in Denver, and uh, I'm smooth on that. Also, maybe I think I, I think maybe my, the way I smoke, I shouldn't be out and about. That's my what I'm smoking. Saying. It should it should be just chilling, watching some shit, playing some video games. But my weed smoking never. I just never for if, if I can't. Create a situation where nobody can talk to me, yeah. then that's how I need to be high. Or the capsule, the capsules I can talk to. A capsule right. smooth me out, and I, I started taking those. I was, this is shit is this shit is great, and I feel good, and I feel I, I can do stand up on them. I can't do, smoke weed and do stand up, but I can take a capsule and be high and do stand up. Hmm. Um. Do you know the difference between uh, eating it and smoking it? Slightly, but I'm ready for this explanation. There's a chemical difference. It's like uh, you smoke it, it's THC. You eat it, that uh, what the compound of the marijuana is processed by your liver. It produces something called 11-hydroxymetabolite. Okay. It's way more psychoactive. It's like four to five times more psychoactive than THC. So you're talking about the capsules? No, I'm talking about any time you eat it. Eat it. Yeah, I, don't so do, like, I don't like edibles. But either. if you're taking a capsule, you're eating it. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't. It's, it doesn't matter. It's like if it's if it goes through your digestive mm-hmm. tract and it's processed by your liver. It takes a little bit about an hour or so, mm-hmm. depending upon the dosage and how strong it is. And, yeah, and you know whether you have a full stomach. I guess probably probably has something to do with it. But when it's processed by your liver, it produces this weird psycho psychedelic drug. It's very different than just regular pot. Well, I, guess the, I don't know. For some reason, the capsules, I feel way smoother on yeah. them than just smoking somebody's joint. Do you know how many milligrams are in those capsules? I think it's, it's 10. Oh, that's good. That's a really reasonable dose. Yeah. And that's the good news about uh, marijuana, like medical marijuana going nationwide, is that you can take a reasonable dose, like 10 milligrams, and it's therapeutic for your body. It feels good. You relax. Nobody gets hurt. Also, and- you have somebody explaining to you what mm-hmm. what it. That's what I. I mean, I wish I bought way more in Denver. And also, if you can just mail me, I'll send you money. You Dude, wanna- we'll hook you up. Shh, relax. Yeah. Don't say right. anymore. They're gonna right. get, you're gonna get catfished by a cop. Right? Catfish by a cop? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna hey dude, bro. I've always wanted to fucking hang. Hey. They're gonna be fake cops, yeah, bro. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Gonna get it's deep in dude. your pocket. Like this dude's fucking weirdo. It's gonna anyways. be a girl. It's gonna be a girl with girl, a girl big tits, tiny nope. waist, T- waist like my wrist. Yeah, they don't like to do stuff with people. Ass like an explosion. They're not giving people. They're not yeah. thoughtful. They just want to fuck. They're not thoughtful. Mm, maybe, <laughs> maybe. That's a good point. That's a good point. Thoughtful. It's hard. I have a friend. Usually, who- thoughtful women aren't classically. Beautiful. Whoa! I can't believe you said well, that. No, 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 no. That really hurts. Not well, no. 
not a, a one online. Thinking about my mom right now. Online, as far as somebody's going to reach out to you, then that like the um, motto is not going to reach out to you. Hey, what do you need hmm, and shit? Do you need right. something? A model chick reach out and say, hey, you want to hang out? But nobody's going to reach out. Like a model chick is not reaching out. Like, hey, I got this for you. One if you thumb need in thing. the asshole, two fingers in the pussy, <laughs> gripping like a fucking bowling ball. No, but a model that, right? Yeah, they're not going to say, hey, you need this when you, when you, they want to hang out. Right. Uh, they're not going to say, hey, you need uh, restaurant recommendations. That's a good point. You know, they used to, all the yeah. attention anyway, so they just saying, oh, they, yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, they just, they want to test the waters. And Hannibal Burris ain't playing games, ladies. Okay? Unless you're ready to go to DEFCON 4. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> oh. I, got high, I got high standards. Me too. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think I want kids, man. Do you? At I, what age? When you have your third or fourth hotel? I think I want kids in three years. In two, three years? Two, three years. That's a good move. I saw this pregnant woman on the L train in New York. And but she was one she was one of those where she didn't she just looked like her stomach was bigger and nothing else affect like perfect makeup, just dressed nice in a nice dress. She didn't have a wedding ring on. I wanted to I just wanted to ask her if everything was okay, if she was with the dude. Like, she was so beautiful. I kept looking at her. I know she felt me looking at her. I probably weirded her out. She was so beautiful. I started picturing myself arguing with the real father five <laughs> years from now. I started picturing uh, myself on the train. Uh, <laughs> holding hands with her. I started picturing myself five years from now at yelling at this dude outside the house in Jersey. Hey, dude, you had your chance. Yeah, you're like, you're calculating. You're just a a sperm donor. You're looking at her beautiful face. I'm the real real dad. You're calculating the potential for future joy, being with that person with perfect bone structure. You're willing to take a chance and put your whole life into a quagmire. I was just there and just like, oh, my God. Look at it. Are you okay? Huh? Hey, baby, are you okay? That's what I was saying. Are you okay? What would you say? I'm her. Here, go ahead. Yeah. I'm looking down. I'm just shaking my head. I'm just like I, every now and then I just go like this with my hands. She's on. You on the train? Oh, I'm on the train. Hey, I look hey. good though, dude. I know I look good. See, this is I'm the thing. 24. I wouldn't just. I wouldn't uh, even if you if go ahead, on, on, on a train on a train on a train if I don't have anything organic. Like I wish I something crazy happened. Yo, dude, I'm not asking for real life. This isn't Law and Order. I know. This is like come on. All right. Okay. okay I'm the girl. Ready, girl. Sorry, I just accidentally put my face in your pussy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, whose baby is that in there? Is he in the baby's life? Do you picture a long life in him? Oh. Hi, I'm financially stable. Not quite emotionally, but I'm getting there. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is a wrap. Hannibal Montanable Tour. Go to Hannibal Burris on Twitter, HannibalBurris.com. HannibalBirds.com. Yeah, check me out on tour. Hannibal Montana Bowl Experience. Come through. Check me out. I'll be on the road. And we're going to do a gig together in Newfoundland. We're going to make this shit happen. We shook on it. We're going to make this shit happen. All right, folks. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That was a lot of fun, man. That was a lot of fun. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. Thanks to Caveman Coffee. CavemanCoffeeCO.com. Go there. Get yourself some Caveman Nitro. 270 fucking milligrams of caffeine. I add it to a little Onnit MCT oil, and I call it Morning Thunder. Whoa! Um, CavemanCoffeeCO.com. Use the code word Rogan. Save yourself 10% off single source, single family, single origin. Goodness. Thank you also to Movement Watches. Classy, beautiful, minimalistic watches that won't break the bank. They start at 95 bucks, folks, and they're worth a fuckload more. Go to mvmtwatches.com forward slash Rogan, and they will give you 15% off your entire purchase. That's mvmtwatches.com forward slash Rogan. We're also brought to you by Stamps.com. Go to Stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in J-R-E. That's Stamps.com. Enter J-R-E. We're brought to you each and every episode by Onnit.com. Go to O-N-N-I-T. Use the code word ROGAN. Save 10% off any and all supplements. Fuck yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of this fucking podcast. Enjoy the fuck out of you people. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you so, so much. And uh, I say it all the time to the point where it sounds insincere, but I'm very thankful. Very, very, very thankful. So um, I'm glad you guys are enjoying this. And gals, glad you gals are enjoying this. Everybody, people, babies, if you got a baby, if you're non-gender specific, if you're non-binary, if you're um, gender neutral, if you're whatever the fuck you want. Shit, I love you. All right, see you soon. Bye. Big kiss.